I don't okay. feel like I mean I see I see terrible takes about women and trans people and with like current political discourse. It's been getting worse in some aspects, but overall, like I think the community as a whole has always has been been better and better about condemning bad actors in the community and making feel like wow, I I didn't make a mistake being here and spending mm -hmm. my time here. everybody welcome back to the tuesday show we have all gloriously returned from combo breaker 2022 and uh in what state we'll find out in a couple more days <laughs> but uh i am james chan and i'm joined alongside by mr ultra david and tubo where how's everybody going out there Hey everybody, I'm very happy to be back on the show. I feel like it's been like a while since we've like consistently done shows. So hey, sweet. I'm excited. What about you, Tupperware? I can tell you, James, exactly what state I'm in right now. And it's the same state I was in for my entire stay at Combo Breaker. And that's elated. I'm just, you know, I could, I'm just on, you know, cloud nine. Couldn't couldn't be any higher. <laughs> yeah, there are clouds around, maybe one might say. Oh, my head is in the clouds, bud. State of nothingness, basically. Bud. Yeah. Bud, indeed. We're going to be talking about, as you can see on the right, the first topic is oh, Combo shoot. Breaker. We'll talk all about Combo Breaker, of course. We'll talk about the World Tour announcements that have been announced. We'll talk about some other stuff about Guilty Gear Strive, etc. Of course, we got an interview, as you can see with Yuki. That's going to be cool. We're looking forward to that. We'll be talking about things like uh exo academy and so forth we have a couple other things to get to of course the five five matchups in the mailbag where you send us stuff but let's start by talking about combo breaker 2022 yeah i mean honestly a lot of lot of stuff to say about this but i mean uh what are your uh thoguts on an experience uh of the event there we go <laughs> yeah before we get into anything like results or whatever let's talk all about the event and our experiences there so Combo Breaker hasn't happened in a few years. Why? Weird. It's been so long, yeah, but weird, after yeah. three years, sure. it happened again. Yeah, That's funky time. Un unknown. Weird. Finally, it's back for some reason. And uh, it was, it was, time it was great. I mean, here's my, my feeling about it was, was very positive by the end of it. Um, my favorite thing about it was just seeing people. That was, that was the biggest reason that I went, honestly, as I told you guys even before the event. The, the biggest reason that I went was not really for commentary, not really for playing. I was excited to do those two things, but the biggest reason by far was just to see people who I hadn't seen in two and a half to three years in almost every case. I've seen a few people. I mean, I went to Frosty's. I saw some of y'all out there, but you know, for the most part, and Showdown as well, for the most part, um, a lot of people I had not seen. And so just catching up was the biggest thing. And you know, to be honest, a couple days before the event, uh, I wasn't feeling very good. It turned out I was just exhausted, not sick. But while I wasn't feeling very good, I thought to myself, like, you know, if it turns out that I'm sick and I can't go, maybe that's not that bad. Like, me, like I was kind of feeling 
like I didn't really want to go. I wasn't like excited to be there. Um, I in mean, part because like I knew that my hand control was bad and that like playing wasn't going to go well. So I was like preemptively wor- annoyed about that. The world was falling apart too. I mean, it was still a bad week of fall- news. Yeah, uh-huh. Absolutely. It was a bad week of news. So I just wasn't feeling like very, very positively about it. And then once I actually got there and I, and I saw people, that was the bulk of what I did. And I was just like stoked to do it the whole time was, was walking up to people or having other people walk up to me and saying, Hey, like, let's catch up. What's, how have things been for three years? It's like a really long time. And for, right. some, for some people, the answer was, you know, not, not too much. Not too much is new. Things are good. Like, I've been fine. No, no big changes on my end. Everything's basically cool. And then other people were like, my life is in a completely different direction. Dude, uh, okay. Me and David were walking <laughs> like, to lunch. 180 in some cases. We were walking to lunch, ran into somebody, and they were like, hey, how's it going? Talking the whole time. And I'm like, I who is this? Like, who is this? Oh, whatever. And David's talking. We walked away, and you know, uh, and you know, I'll totally admit this. Like, it was Mr. Aquaman, but he had the mask over his face, so I couldn't see the mustache, right? And two, he's like a fourth of what he was before, like size-wise, and like. I just couldn't even associate the two people together. You know what I mean? Like what I was seeing physically and what, you know, my me- my mental memory was like, I couldn't combine the two together. So if Mr. Aquaman ever sees this or hears this, apologies, but that's, that's just a sign of how well you've done. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And honestly, when he first stopped us as we were walking, and the first, like, maybe 10 words he said, I didn't know who it was either. <laughs> and then after he talked a little bit and I could kind of hear his voice right, yeah. and how he talked, I was like, oh, okay, I know who this is. But, yeah, I, I, I knew that he had lost weight. I've seen – I've commented him with him on the internet. Oh, we had him, him on the show in his yeah. – yeah. We had him. Uh-huh. Exactly, yeah. Like, I've seen what he looks like. It's just seeing him in person is a different story. And it was the same way with many other people too. Quite a few people I saw uh, in the gym, as I mentioned. A lot of people were working out. Uh, which was great to see. Uh, shout outs to Ron Masama, who apparently is keeping up with Mean Saltine and lifting nowadays. Like, that is, let's go. That's so sick. Stuff like that was just like really great. And then, you know, look, like, honestly, like, not all the news was great that I was catching up with friends about. Like, there was definitely some negative stuff too, but that was also important to talk about. And I'm, I'm glad that we did. Um, so it, it was, it was, that was the best part of it for me for sure. And I never felt, as I often do at events, I f- often feel like I have kind of like a, a max of how much social interaction I can get. And then I have to go back to the room and like recharge for a while. I like being um, out there, but there's like a max for me. Right, I'm like kind of, of in, the, yeah. in the middle between extrovert and introvert, mm-hmm, I guess. Mm-hmm. But the whole weekend, I was just talking to everybody, talking, 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 way, Dude, way I mean, more than usual. And that was awesome. It was interesting because for the first day at Combo Breaker, I didn't have any commentary at all. So like literally Friday, I was just free. And yeah, I mean, at lunch, we we ended up talking to a bunch of people because everybody was in that restaurant at the same time. I ended up hanging out with Mean Saltine for like a good like 30, 40 minutes and we were just chatting and stuff. And yeah, I was seeing a lot of people that I hadn't seen in a while. And it was really cool. It was I mean, at first I was really sad. Because obviously, you know, on Friday, like, I just didn't have any commentary. And I was like, this kind of sucks. Like, I want to do commentary. But in the end, I felt like it kind of worked out because it gave me that day just to kind of uh, hang out and chat with everybody and stuff. So that was actually really kind of nice, to be honest. 
Well, Combo Breaker was all right. <laughs> it was cool. Stuff happened. You know, there's video games. We went there. I just want to say, actually, uh, David, I'm really glad you went. Because, you know, we have been talking in our, our discords and chatting it up. And you're like, man, I don't know if I'm going to go, you know, sick, blah, blah, blah. And I was already feeling yeah, sick. Yeah, you were I, you I, were yeah. not planning to go yeah, at some I, point. It was quite literally a morning of decision. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, we, and we I probably still should have gone. We didn't do the show last week because you were feeling really bad, and I was feeling really yeah. sick. Again, Just to be clear to the chat, by the way, not with COVID, with my gastric yeah. issues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before people go, he thought he had COVID and he still went. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I have been having real, real, real bad stuff going on all week. Right. And uh, I mean, up until the, I, I threw up the morning of going to Combo Breaker Jeez. Before, before we took off. And if David would have said he wasn't going... I would have said, fuck it, I'm not going. I, was like, was, I just, I'm not going to go. <laughs> like, I, I already am like forcing myself to go. If David wasn't going to be there, that was just it. I just wasn't going right, to do it. It, right. it was a sign. So I'm glad you went. I'm really, really, really glad you went. Because um, I, mean, I had a great time. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a, yeah, I mean, I ended up having a great time. Friday, oof, doing auctions with bad stomach was, was rough. I'm Ooh. very grateful that. Me and Saltine and Humbag were there holding it down for me after the the auction was over, uh, because after the first two I did, I threw up immediately after. Jesus Christ! So, okay. Yeah, it was rough. I promise nobody knows it, but Friday was my my Jordan flu game. I promise it was. <laughs> I, I gave everything I had on Friday. That was that was it. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, and and I, I did commentate on Friday as well too. So. Uh, oof. holding it down. Yeah, no, I was holding it down there. They were they were holding down the stage and running the bracket for me and stuff after the auction oh, was man. over. Um, but yeah, I, I actually I got to chop it up with almost everybody I wanted to, which is dope because I I normally don't get to do that at Combo Breaker. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. but I I, I, mean, I made it, was, it I made it a, a point to th- this time. What was that, James? No, no, I was just about to say it's interesting because you know, uh, you know, I was uh, hanging out with Oric a lot this last weekend, and uh, you know, we were talking about it too. And you know, obviously, Combo Breaker new fe- new venue, RIP Pheasant Run, that kind of sucks. But you know, um, it felt definitely more mini Evo ish in a way, and also in that same way that I just literally never ran into a bunch of people. Like I know Pat the Flip and Irene were running Exert tournaments all day, like out in the lobby areas, and I definitely wanted to see them. I never saw them the entire time, you know. So it's really, really hard to find the people that I want to talk to. So there was a lot of people I did end up missing. And in that way, I was sad because that, you know, that's like one aspect of Evo that I don't like is that I Mm. don't get to see anyone. Like a long time ago, the older Evos, it's like you saw everybody because it was not even that big, right? But it's it's a different kind of situation now. and, And it definitely felt a little that way. Um, but at the same time though, I did see a lot of people and there's only three days, so you can only do what you can. And to be fair, I did meet the person that I really, really wanted to meet the most this weekend. And that is big Willie. Uh, I got big to Willie. meet big Willie and uh, big Willie, as I said on my tweet, I'm happy to report that he is just as cool in person as he is on stream. So. You know, sometimes you can meet your heroes. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, adorable. it's true. Sometimes they don't oh, lay you down. God, he's adorable. 
I think I think what Arub says in the chat is correct. I think that it did feel a little bit less intimate than Pheasant Run. Look, nothing nothing is ever gonna feel like Combo Breaker 2019 ever again. Right. Combo right, Breaker yeah. 2019 was an entire resort literally filled every hotel room, every attendee with fighting game players. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Every hallway and, had cabinets. The then, pool area had setups. And you walking will past, never have that again. And, wa- and walking past ice cream shops. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy an ice cream, dude. Oh, God. Yeah, it one. wasn't. It wasn't that great a venue, guys. Like it. No, it, it was had, a shitty venue. Yeah, but it yeah, was ours. A, it was our venue. Exactly. Yeah. Like there was a kind of homey feeling there, and although this is like an objectively better venue, the hotel was sick. It was so great, actually, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the convention center was huge, and it honestly way better venue. But In the fact way. of it being a better, larger venue also kind of made it feel a little bit less intimate. <laughs> you know, you know, what can honestly, you do about that? I, I, I thought the, the venue was so much better. Um, and the like I said, run, like it's, it is, um, it was really fun seeing people. I didn't get to see everybody I wanted to see either, but yeah. I, I did pretty good. The Pheasant Run really is a good preview of the FGC future old man home uh, where we're all going to be able just to take over one giant old man, uh, you know, retirement home. Yep, eventual retirement. <laughs> All day, Not even honestly. joking about that. I hope we do do yeah. that. Uh, so as far as how, <laughs> as far as how Combo Breaker operated, yes, it did require masks. Yes, they were in fact enforcing that. And even on commentary even, too. Yeah. Correct. And even apart from being asked and like forcing people, almost everybody was just wearing the masks anyway, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did see a couple of instances of people having to, you know, tell somebody else to put a mask on. I personally didn't see that many of those. So I, I, it seemed to me like people were, in fact, taking it seriously the whole time. There was, there was a vaccination re- requirement as well. So, you know, it was a huge event. Some people have already said that they have found out, have, they've gotten home, that they have COVID. Um, well, that I mean, is like, probably not avoidable. At yeah, this one of them... Point felt sick on Friday and they actually did not go back to the venue on Saturday or Sunday at all. Well, that's all. very good. So, that's yeah, good honestly. so That's very good to hear. Yeah, being at CB was certainly safer than being in the airport on the way there, than being in the, in the airplane on the way there. I can tell you that much. So I really appreciated what they did with, with all of that. Um, again, it's just not plausible to expect that everybody will be um, feeling good afterward, feeling safe afterward. I hope everybody who does get sick, first of all, that there are a few, and that the few who get it, um, that it's not serious. Right. Uh, but yep. the matches themselves were kind of ridiculous, actually. Like, I already... Are you okay there, Dave? <laughs> I, I have been testing negative for COVID for like almost three weeks now, two and a half weeks now. And I still have this annoying wheezy cough oh, that comes by right. every now and then. So yeah, I mean, I mean uh, bummer, uh, man. But the uh, the matches, the matches were excellent, and uh, I will have to say that that uh, Umi Show Tempest double KO might have been the greatest double KO I've ever seen in fighting game history. What was going on? Can you uh, set the stage for people who didn't see it? Basically, Umi Show had this big lead, and everybody knows how easily Happy Chaos can chip you to death because he can just shoot you anywhere on the screen. Tempest was using Leo, and he started making the comeback little by little and finding the hits here. Umi Show even got a gold burst, got all of his meter, pumped the you know concentration filling uh, you know super so he could just shoot all day. 
And then finally, at one point in time, to get in, Tempest fired the sonic boom, Leo's sonic boom, and it went at Umisho, and Umisho had his gun out, and you just hit heavy punch, and you shoot the enemy anywhere on the screen, and he hit it, and it shot so, Leo, and Leo's fireball. He also had, he also had the clone out in front of him, so yeah. I thought he was safe. Yeah, the clone out in front of him, and Leo's fireball is more than oh, a hit, so it went through. That's right, that was Razzo. That was Razzo's match. My bad, my bad, yeah. And uh, the fireball hit uh, Happy Chaos on the exact frame that Happy Chaos hit Heavy Punch and fired the gun at Leo. And it was a double KO, and it was the craziest thing, dude. Like, I almost jumped out of my chair when that happened. (laughs) I think we did. I think we literally yeah, did. Uh, we? <laughs> I think we, we were in the back. The yeah. Oh, man. It was so good. Uh, as for me, the thing that stood out the most to me among all the games that I commentated and watched uh, was definitely in Mortal Kombat, where these two Chilean twins mm-hmm. have just like made it clear that they're the best players in the world. These two guys from, from Chile, again, twins. What I've heard is that they're not even from... A major city that they're like from a small town and i just like need to know the story of how they got to be the best players in the world that's <laughs> amazing with each other a lot uh, right yeah, right no. well i mean probably playing online too and there's definitely a strong scene out there it's just geez that is amazing so they both got one and two at ceo then they both got one and two at combo breaker as well and although this wasn't the biggest mortal Kombat tournament of all time it was one of the densest in terms of right. player skill. Like there was no fluff. Everybody who entered that thing knew how to play Mortal Kombat, and each pool had really good players who could like credibly make top eight. Um, and it was, you know, nevertheless, like they got all the way through. They got to winners finals together. It wasn't even like one had to like squeak <laughs> in on loser's side. Like it was. Dude, that is amazing. Honestly, congrats Latin to those America, guys. Latin America, Latin America, Scorpion Nicholas. What was the names? Scorpion Prox and Nicholas. Okay. Yeah, Sonic Fox did DQ. I'm gonna tell you, I don't think that mattered. I think I think they were getting the winners finals, and I think that they were getting the grands. Yeah. I don't think Fox was stopping them. Fox was concentrating on uh, Skullgirls and didn't even well, end up winning that one. Right? Got second well, place. Well, yeah. Japan won Skullgirls. If I'm not Pen mistaken. Pen. Yeah. Pen and then uh. I thought Soul Calibur was really cool. Zefkai and Incendiate have been winning everything. Zefkai wasn't there. Boom, obviously a very strong player, but you know they got he got to grand finals on winner's side. Incendiate got sent to losers earlier on, made it back to grand finals, destroyed Boom in the first set, and then Boom clutched it out and was able to take it, which was really, really cool. Uh, Mexico taking King of Fighters, and nobody's surprised about that. Like I said, Latin America is showing up, right? Chile and Mexico, and nobody is surprised about Mexico, I think, taking uh, King of Fighters at all. So, Arslan got third. Pakistan got third. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Makes me want to see more of the Pakistani scenes. He beat I've heard many good things about He did, yeah. He beat Reynolds. Yeah. 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 But yeah, top two were both Mexico. Uh, that was pretty sick. I really enjoyed watching that. In Street Fighter, uh, very interesting, like, regional results. So IDOM took it, right? You got Northeast up there. And then second and third were both Caribbean, so Kaba <laughs> and Mono. Yeah. And then fourth and fifth were 
West Coast. Then the other fifth, well, that is to say, Chris CCH and Filipino Man. Then f- the other fifth was Shine, so Northeast. Then seventh was Up to Snuff, so Midwest. And then the other seventh was NRD, so it, that is uh, Caribbean again. So the Caribbean actually showed up the biggest. You know, we've had all this in terms of like the NA scene, right? That a lot of common grouping is to put them in with, with, with NA. Um, maybe the strongest NA scene is the Caribbean. I don't think anybody would be surprised <laughs> about that, right? That doesn't seem like a big surprise to me, but that is you know maybe maybe it's the maybe it's northeast still i don't know i I think i think the way that it turned out was really interesting yeah i mean obviously there was also you know a couple of crazy exhibitions there was the u.s versus uh eu tekken event and then of course there was the midwest versus west coast which i'm sure tubo was excited to talk about as you can tell from his you know ready to pop off lean over here so (laughs) Yeah. He's about to spring into action. Yeah. The way that Ringe, so Ringe, uh, and I were on the same flight home, and he described this as being that in all the exhibitions, the the good guys won, like the home team won, which was I thought pretty cool way to put it. Like NA beat people from elsewhere, Midwest beat people from elsewhere. That's awesome. Like even though the region that I'm from wasn't, you know, we didn't right. beat Midwest. I still think that's really sick. Like, I, oh, all yeah. I was hoping for it was a close match, and so congrats. That's not that's true, really David. Cool. You didn't care about it at all. I just wanted a close match. I, I mean, I, I love watching those guys play. So like that, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. For sure. I just don't yeah. really care about the I, regionality just, of it. It was just really interesting to me because man, if they didn't do the two life thing, can you imagine how different the narrative would have mm. been at that point? You know, and it's just, it's so weird. It kind of just shows you how things can change so much just based off of the rules that are set, you know? And uh, I thought it was a really good match. And again, you know, uh, I mean, I do honestly, and no, 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 de- not, no disrespect to Rob. I think he's definitely taking it very, very seriously into heart. And, you know, I think it's just kind of like a fun exhibition. But, you know, uh, it definitely meant a lot to him. So I'm really happy for him that he got that and has been able to, you know, really, really show off his Midwest pride, honestly. So, well, I told y'all. Totally. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, to awesome. Easy yeah. dubs. Where were Check you in top eight? Right Where work. were you in top eight, huh, Tubo? Easy, easy work. Like, easy work. We already we, we came, we saw, we conquered. Uh-huh, right. We, need, we don't need to win the tournament, too. Do right. what we wanted to uh-huh, do. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I already Check got out. those on my Check computer, my bub. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. I But I love this. I love this. Look at all those. <laughs> They're so cool. They're so cool. Okay, but that's not all. I've been showing off this mug. Mug. Sweet. <laughs> Okay, but that's not all. Check out yeah. this kitty cat Robocop. <laughs> Robocat. Robocat. Wow. That is pretty great. Right Shout outs to Irene, aka Wave Chan. So you know, always Wave doing Chan. all the amazing cat uh fighters, fighting game cat munities, I guess. That one's pretty cool. Ooh. Anyways, I got to commentate KI Top 8 and Marvel Top 8 because I want to talk about some stuff too, you jerks. Dude, Taking hang up on. all the damn time. Dude, what happened in Marvel Top 8? I saw so many people talking about how insane it was. What happened? Uh, Chris got away with one. Chris, <laughs> Chris, Chris, sure. Chris, Chris G'd it so hard. I've never seen a more Chris G thing happen in my life. So... Uh, Chris got put into losers. He came from loser side. By the way, Chris wins the tournament. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Uh, I called it. Chris came from losers. I said, we're going to see a classic. 
Marcia Christie, loser side, winner side, grand final win. Uh, so he was down 2 0. Who's he playing? To Dead X Pride. He was oh, playing okay. against Dead X Pride. Okay. Dead X okay. Pride plays Team Clockwork. He plays Virgil Doom Strider. Okay. Uh, so a very good team against Morgan. Some would call it a counter pick. Uh, it's not, but it's a it's a it's a strong team to, to play against Moradoom. Um so Chris is down 2-0, makes a 3-2 comeback. And then he goes up 2-0, loses the next two. So it's 2-2, final game. Chris is down to Virgil. Uh he gets Virgil in, Virgil lands, doesn't get three kills. He kills a character and a half, basically. So Chris is getting chipped down, chipped down, chipped down, chipped down, has no life left, has no meter left. And Dead X Pride has Doom Strider. And he's shooting, I believe it's Doom Strider. He's shooting beams, doing all the things. Uh, Chris, out of desperation, tries to dash up and back throw with Virgil and gets Stan H. He confirms the Stan H into S into H into S and kills the assist character. Uh, gets away with it from the situation again. He's full screen, should get chipped out, jumps through, somehow dodges every projectile possible, uh, <laughs> catches, catches Dead X Pride jumping back in the corner, uh, and confirms for, for the win. Uh, and Jesus. I was losing, I was losing. You did a shit. great job on commentary, man. I gotta tell you, I really, really liked it. I went back and watched the whole thing this morning. Um, well, I mean, I appreciate that. Well, you're, you're supposed to welcome. say that you're my friend. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can trust you, Bub. You might be juicing me up here. You did a good job. And then you had an announcement that I would like you to talk about. Uh, yeah, I have retired from all things FGC that aren't anything but just playing the video games. Uh, so I, I'm never commentating anything ever again. Not for funsies. Not for. I'm done. I'm never, never, no commentary. When we do another, when we do another, uh, uh. Uh, what commentary, was the, the, cup, the commentary, commentary cup. Commentary cup. Yeah, we do another yeah. commentator cup. I'm not commentating it. I'll, I'll, I will. I will gather the people for you guys, and that's it. That's that's my limit. I just I'm done doing anything behind the scenes. No more auction tournaments. Nothing. I'm I'm just a competitor again. No. If I even go. If I even go, which I, I probably will. Let's be real. Like if, I mean, if there's a fighting I, game, I like. I also want to compete. I mean, you'll, yeah, you'll hang at least. I mean, can I uh, ask like uh, what the reason is or anything like that? So. Yeah, yeah, I dude, I'll, I'll, for the most part, openly talk about stuff. Um, I won't name names, and I won't get too in depth because a lot of these people are still my friends and stuff. But I don't. For first and foremost, I don't want to compete against my friends anymore, and I consider most commentators friends of mine, at least acquaintances, and it doesn't feel good to me. It doesn't. I, I, I wasn't here first, and I'm not going to be here last. Uh, and I, I don't like fighting with you guys for jobs for, especially for jobs that really don't pay me anything. Um, <laughs> most events, most events of my life I've gone to for commentary, I've lost money on, mm-hmm. like, it's not, it's, it's nothing that I've ever had made profit from. Uh, and so what goes along with that is a lot of schmoozing and a lot of politics that I, I don't, I don't have fun doing. I, I've never had fun doing that stuff. Uh, and it's probably cost me some gigs because I don't want to do some of that stuff. And I don't want to do it anymore <laughs> because, uh, again, I'm not getting paid enough to, I'm, I'm too old for this shit essentially. Right. Like it's not my full-time job. It was something I did for fun. And I'm kind of just 
over it. However, I'm not. I'm just quitting fighting game stuff. I, I think I think I've had my run in fighting games. I did everything I wanted to do in fighting games. Yeah, I did everything I wanted to do in fighting game commentary. I accomplished everything I wanted to do. Uh, so I don't have any regrets. I don't have any regrets like doing it's like you know in terms of my my commentary career. Uh, so I, I I think my time has come. Like the games that I really love. That, that I can commentate, they're they're fading away too. They're getting older, and some of the players I know don't play anymore. And there's a lot of new faces, and I, it's different, man. It's different. My my, my time is coming gone. You know, you can't you can't stay in the league forever. Eventually, you gotta to hang it up. Uh, so that's just kind of where I am. But I'm I, and also just to be clear, I'm not quitting esports commentary and esports stuff. I'm going all in on Rumbleverse. I'm all in on Rumbleverse. You guys are going to see me all the fuck over Rumbleverse. <laughs> However big that game gets is how big I'm planning to get. So just be fucking ready for it. But uh, I mean, you're is, still going to play. Where I am. You're going to play in tournaments still for fighting games, right? Like, yeah, yeah. If, if there's game, if there's a game that I like enough to put the time in and compete, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I I was hoping it would be Strive, but I hate the lobby system that much. I hate the lobby system so damn much that it makes me not want to play the game. Uh, so, yeah, if there's a game out there, if Street Fighter Six comes out and I love Street Fighter Six, I'll be at the next major. Like, I, I will absolutely be there. It's just I don't, I don't want to to commentate anymore. I don't want to do all the extras. I definitely respect you, like feeling like it's time, and then making the decision on your own terms. I think that that is. Yeah, that's another factor as well, David. That's another factor as well. There's a lot of people out there that don't accept their time is over. And I I think I've accepted that I've ran my course that, that, you know, it's time for other, somebody else wants to commentate Marvel by all means, you know, like that's on you. Jesus Christ, James. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. I, 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 yeah. I wanted that. I wanted that that hard cutoff. I don't want people like kind of questioning where's Tubbo at tournaments. I want people to be like, oh, he retired. He's done. And and that's that. You know, I, this makes things easier for me. Well, honestly, uh, without without gassing you up too much, I really thought that your last set was really good. I you Thanks, man. I, I really tried hard. You let, you <laughs> I really did my best. Little, no regrets. Good job. Nope. No regrets. Mm. You even you even got and the more being. I didn't. Line. Yo, my last my last call of my last game ever. I had a Morbius reference. Yeah, Just, that's probably not going to age super well. But it's I, I, right that, now. That's yeah. I don't give a shit. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, right, right. It's so good. Yeah, that's very. I'll funny. cringe. I'll cringe ten years from now. But right now, it feels amazing. Yeah, no, no, that's great. That's great. All right, cool. Well, anything else to say about Combo Breaker? High five everybody involved. Um, yeah, uh, real quick, I just want to thank everyone who said nice things to me after I made my announcement because it's literally been everyone. I've not had a single person shit on me, which is I can't believe it. <laughs> I really like can't believe FGC. it. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I literally can't believe it. It was unbelievable that I had such a positive like effect on people, and and I cried so much. I was crying on the ride home, like trying to hide it with other people in the car, and I couldn't even help it. So. In Thanks, the chat, guys. As it was happening on stream, uh, a lot of people had very positive things to say in there as well. I don't know if you saw that, but they, there was a lot of good stuff. I went there. back and looked last night. Yeah, I saw Ooh. that. And I saw other people restreaming and their responses. And it's just so much love. I, I it's it, My heart, it's too much. Too good much. work out there. Good work.
but you'll still be on the show. You'll still be doing this and everything. Yeah, I'll still be here. I'm, I'm not leaving the FGC. Just, right, just the right, extracurriculars. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I just wanted to say very briefly that uh, I played in Street Fighter Five in the tournament and it went really badly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I was very mad for a little while. Um, my hand control was just not there. And I knew that that was the case going into it. But sometimes it feels better and sometimes it feels worse and it's unpredictable. So I wanted to see if maybe it would feel good. It really super didn't. And the guy who beat me was like also a good player. And, you know, if I had had full control, I don't know that I would have won necessarily, but it wouldn't have felt so terrible. That's for sure. Um, yeah. And then like a- after it happened, I couldn't even put my split box back together. I had to ask Tubbleware to do it. Yeah. I, wow. I was confused at first. Yeah. Dang. I was confused at first. I was like, oh, that's what you mean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He had asked me just to put the cord back and I was just like, oh, yep. All right. Sure. I got you, man. Don't worry. That definitely <laughs> sucks. But yeah. then on thinking about it more, I'm glad that I went, I got a competitor badge at Combo Breaker for the very first time. I've been there many, many years and I've never had a, co- a competitor badge. Same with UFGT before that. I've never had. So um, that, that feels good just to have that. And even though this particular instance of it went badly, it like is part of my journey to getting competitive again. And there's definitely going to be ups and downs. This is definitely a down. But I'm happy that I'm on that path regardless. So hopefully the future goes better. But uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick on the path. The only- on a positive note, I still got it in Street Fighter 4. Brian F. was talking that good shit, and I fucked his ass up. All right. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. CLG. CLG, hit me up. You want a Street Fighter 4 player? I got you. Dude, and it, it's, it's- I, I was taking out players in ST who made top eight. And when I sat down hey. in the cab, I was like, dude, I haven't played this game in like three years. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even remember what's going on in this game anymore. And uh, and then like all of a sudden I beat them, and I was like, I felt bad actually that I had said that about myself, and then I beat them. Oh, but, that do um, you feel better? That's the OS, dude. That's I the didn't, yeah, I didn't dude. mean to OS. I really thought I was going to sit you down. Awesome. And you did it. You did it. You're an old veteran. You did it on purpose. <laughs> I really didn't. But it was a lot of fun. That was great. Dude, I mean, the funny thing is, I haven't played a fighting game at an event in like maybe like three years i mean four years even before the pandemic i just never play when i'm at events because i'm just so disappointed in my own in my own self let's get and back stuff in like there that. let's get let's do it i'm let's kind of th- i'm kind of thinking about doing it because uh so arturo wanted to show me the monitor tech and i went into the back and you know he wanted to play he's like play me in street fighter i'll show you and I mean, it went about exactly as you think, right? I mean, I basically never moved, and I kind of remembered why Street Fighter V does bother me in some ways, playing it as opposed to watching it. I don't have the patience to know that everything Dalsum does is a true meaty, so I can't press any buttons, and uh, it's just it doesn't feel good as a player in a way. But still, like, playing against him was kind of fun. We played Tekken, which I hadn't even played forever. And I even won a game against his Jack, which was weird. So, but, you know, I did beat him once. I did beat his Dalsum once because I got my knowledge knowledge check on him. He just didn't know my mix-up, and so I got away with that. But, uh, no, it's not, Shay. Anyone who ever says playing people who are better than you is the best way to learn is really not the best way to learn, in my opinion. Yes, it depends how much better. It's just right. up to the individual. Mm. Yes, <laughs> it's 100% up to the individual. For me, yeah. as a muscle memory person who needs to see my stuff working, playing against people that I can't hit is, like, hard. Like, I get more discouraged. 
I was really good at Street Fighter 4 until Justin moved in. And then when Justin and Flo were at my house all the time, I significantly became a worse fighting game player. Because nothing worked on Justin, so I wouldn't try anything on anybody else. Listen, man, here's the you thing know? about that. Justin Wong, I did Hop Ultra on that guy, okay? <laughs> everything everything works on Justin Wong. <laughs> yeah. Man, see me in Street Fighter 4. I was so good at that game. He would. He definitely Look. would. <sighs> <laughs> I, I, he yeah. beat me that in tournament, but I definitely did hop ultra on him on stream Ooh, yeah. at UFGT. So it really depends. Lap. It really depends. Like everybody's saying in the chat, how much better the person is than you, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Playing against art, you know, I'm not, I, I just like, it was whatever. He's not the best at Tekken. So that's why I was able to take one game even, you know, which was crazy. But uh, honestly, like it felt okay, but good. Could you, could you see the frames? So here's the interesting thing. So... Street Fighter, it was hard to tell the also, difference. we got to hurry. Yuki's waiting on us. Oh, yeah. We're, we're Street Fighter, I already switched the order of everything, by the way. Uh, oh, okay. Street Fighter, I couldn't tell because I was stuck in block stun 90% of the time. Right? That's dawesome. Uh When I was fight, when we when he let me try Marvel, it was at 120 megahertz, I mean, 20, 120 hertz refresh rate. And uh, it looked pretty smooth. And I will say this. You know Dr. Doom's launch... Super jump, jab towards heavy punch, air dash down, raw launch, loop, you know. It's a heavy punch, yeah. Right. Loop, loop <laughs> yeah, yeah, where the heavy punch button would be, sure. Right. So uh, normally when I try that combo, it takes me like maybe like 15 tries before I finally get back into it and I can do the loop a couple of times. I messed, the, I messed up the loop the first time and then I got it the second time, I got it the third time, and I got it the fourth time. And it was really odd feeling. So when even when I was trying to do my Felicia combos, like after like throws and stuff, and I wanted to OTG with the down forward medium punch, I kept hitting everything super early and it wouldn't come out. I had to learn to delay my buttons a little bit. Then he ran Tekken at 390 hertz, dude. Like, that thing was the smoothest looking thing ever. I mean, like, after I finished playing it, like, as you're playing it, it's hard to tell. Remember, I'm the guy that almost destroyed Evo East because I couldn't tell the, dis the input lag, the display lag was so bad. Um, but, you know, after I got up from Tekken and started walking back to the venue, like, I swear real life looked weird. Like, it just, real life actually looked kind of weird to me. So, the thing I will say this, though, from Arturo's side, on Street Fighter V, I could never throw him, and I could never shimmy him. He was actually reacting to the throw animation to Tech, and it was the wildest thing. Like, I've never felt that in Street Fighter V, and he was like, yeah, I've never been able to do this before this tech. So from his, from fighting him, I can definitely see it's a, it's a thing. It's just there's no way to standardize it for tournaments right now, so never going to be able to do it. So And there won't be for like 20 years, so yep. mm -hmm. yeah, this is a waste of <laughs> time. <laughs> Our best hope right now, honestly, is the Unreal Engine killing the input delay on all platforms so that, you know, we can make it work. All right. Anything else to say about Combo Breaker? Good job, everybody. Nope. But uh do want to say... It was cool. The Good events job. don't stop. The events don't stop. You can type exclamation mark DreamHack or exclamation mark Beyond in the stream right now. 
and you can check out uh, the Dream Hack app. So you can use the QR code on the screen right now to download and find out about it. It is coming up, in fact, this very weekend, June 3rd. Fighting games are back. Yep. Over $20,000 in prize pools. You can see there's going to be Guilty Gear Strive, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, King of Fighters 15, Super Smash Brothers Melee, and you can register now at smash.gg slash dhdallas, dhdal22. Uh, and, you know, fighting game tournaments are back, dude. Honestly. Yeah, we went to Arslan Ash is going uh, a nice. couple years ago before COVID, obviously, and had a really good time. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I really liked it there. Also, by the way, it's only a few blocks away from uh, Dealey Plaza. So if you're a history buff, go check that out, too. It's right there. Uh, no one knows what that is. Shut up, Tubbleware. I love you. <laughs> Man, you know, I never have been to a Dream Mag. It would have been cool if they would have brought me out to one. Yeah, Tubbo. Shut up, man. I do have a Rumbleverse event. Maybe we'll have a Rumbleverse event in the future. I definitely (laughs) wanted to go to Daily Plaza, the Daily Planet. Was it? Yeah, Daily Plaza. What are you talking about, David? Daily Planet? It's a big deal. The Daily Bugle? I I don't know what you guys are talking about. I can't believe you don't know all about it. Please check out DreamHack Dallas. Of course, there will be streams as well. Thanks to them for supporting us on the show. High five. Yeah, absolutely. So good event, good stuff. Run by Jabaley. A lot of it is helped by Jabaley. So obviously someone in charge of who knows FGC whoa, is in charge. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't give Jabaley credit for this. This is Tong Lee. Dream Act Beyond is a Tong Lee production, my friend. Well then, okay. Well then there you go. Now we Yeah, yeah, yeah that's okay. right. Yeah, like Alex doesn't get credit for everything, all right? That is just <laughs> Tong Lee. Okay. All right. But maybe Alex is actually involved. I might, I might not know. <laughs> but I do, I do know that it's a Tong Lee thing, all right? They both are. Yes. I mean, they're roommates, right? I mean, they live in the same yeah. house, don't they? So, That's and, bros. That's you know, bros forever. I'm sure all it right. has something to do with that. But uh, definitely check that out. Uh, once again, uh, check out the app, as you can see over here. Use this QR code. Frame cap this. Get your phones onto the screen now. And there you go. And download the DreamHack app. All right. Okay. Let's bring on Yuki. Take a break. We're going to go to, we were going to talk about some other stuff, but I've changed the order. Let's get Yuki on here right after this break. Be right back, guys. All right. Welcome back, everybody, (laughs) to the. it's a smoky and hot Tuesday show for everybody out there. And uh, we are now entering the interview. And for today, we have brought along a guest. And that will be Yuki Nari of the San Diego FGC. Yuki, how are you doing? I'm doing Hi, great. Yuki. And the funny thing you said smoke, because I literally have like a plate of barbecue, like barbecue, like <laughs> just from like Postmates, literally like... So like literally that's, the smell of smoke is happening. Yeah, like, that's what James is That's hundred percent what I was referring to. Yep, Come that's on, wow, James Chen, the empath of the FTC. <laughs> Actually, I do great. consider myself the empath of the FTC, but that's another story. How are you doing? <laughs> Aside from a little hungry and a, a, a little stoned, I am doing great. I, yeah. 
<laughs> SoCal, <laughs> SoCal, baby. Um, just I'm still covering wool, just because I I did not I underestimate how much physical to- like just fi- the actual Dude, physical toll. So uh, that just, like combo work is going to do. It just as just a, we were talking about this before the stream time. I just want to mention Steph, you know Vexeny, the photographer, tweeted out. I didn't realize how socially and mentally drained I would be after Combo Breaker. I am absolutely wrecked, and I think the two-year pandemic has made us all forget how to attend a major and preserve energy. <laughs> no, for real. Like literally by Friday, I was like, oh my god, my voice is already shot, and I'm already like physically exhausted. And mm-hmm. I was like, we still have, we saw, like, we still have the exhibition. And we still have, and then we still have like else on Sundays. And I literally was so tired. Also, I got fucked by allergies, like absolutely destroyed. Like that was a, a negative one matchup. Like I was, I was so zonked, I couldn't. Even, I had to miss the, um, I had to miss the exhibition that day because I was just oh, yeah, was... sucking our dirty, filthy, pollinated Midwest <laughs> air. Yeah, I, you know what? That's that's how the West Coast laws. I won't like. I don't believe anything otherwise. But, yeah, we're we're from, fever in your eyes. Yeah, we're from the pristine wildernesses of Dude, Southern California. That's yeah, the problem. There's See, no, there's you, no pollution of any kind. Yuki did not have enough enough smog to inhale to fight all the allergies not, not enough smoke and not enough smog and not enough weed smoke to there get through <laughs> all right well we'll talk we'll talk more about cb later on but <clears throat> let's start by talking about how it is that you got into the fgc and taking fighting games seriously so i was a filthy disgusting overwatch and league of legends player for a while and, and like not very good by the way but uh <laughs> but i was playing that for a while and then i was just i was so fed up with team games like Holy crap, I hate everybody. I don't want to talk to people, like, well, to, in a sense, but, like, I don't want to, like, talk to people that I don't care about in games, especially that when I think that they suck and they're trash. <laughs> so my friend, my friend, um, Captain Princess or Cam from the AVFGC was just, like, play some fighting games. And I started out, actually, my first game, I don't think people realize this about this. My first game was actually Skullgirls, like, mm. on release. I didn't even know what a fighting game was, and I just kind of was just like, I had like one of those really shitty like hoardy like mini like mini pads that like cost like twenty dollars on Amazon. <laughs> Terrible, um, but that's like so that's I actually started there, but I didn't get into it because I had nobody to play with, and I was just kind of like I don't know anything, so I just went back to being playing just like disgusting League of Legends Overwatch player, <laughs> and being miserable, hating myself, and then. My friend's just like, well, you can hate yourself more if you play like Street Fighter, and I was just like, all right, fine, fine, I'll do it because that sounds I've great. To do. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> what could go wrong? And um, yeah, and then it kind of went from, and then I kind of snowballed in there, and I was that four or five by that point. No, it was five. It was season five. two, I I, I, literally season two point <clears throat> five. Actually, I actually started out playing Laura. That's like what twenty seventeen ish. Yeah, so I'm actually okay. I'm pretty new to the I'm pretty new to fighting games overall. That's five years ago. Yeah, uh, you've been, that's actually pretty good already. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, no, I'm pretty. I'm actually like I'm old now. I'm yeah, a veteran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm, but I'm almost you're not I'm old. Old right now. <laughs> you're not old. Trust me. It sounds to me like we're like not starting at the beginning then, because you're already somebody at that point who was playing competitive games. So how is it that you like like what what is it about competitive games that draws you into them? I want to win. You're just a competitive <laughs> person. I'm just a competitive person. Like I've always been, I've always had good connection with like fighting games. Well, not fighting games, just like video games and stuff. 
and always wanted to and then especially when the multiplayer gets involved and i'm just like well i don't want to lose to some rando like right. rando i i, I want to like no one no one no one really losing no one goes like oh wow i think losing was better <laughs> than winning but like yeah i just i just wanted to win and i just kind of I mean, stumbled my way through let's put it this way like for me growing up i used to play board games all day and i would flip boards whenever i got mad so you know like whenever i lost and stuff so like literally like that competitive spirit was there even from the beginning born from board games were there anything like were you playing board games or you know were you playing sports in school or anything like that because like we found a lot of people that was your origins, you know? okay? Yeah. Not how yeah. you started playing Manat. We want to know the start. The origin story, I actually think it's my asshole dad. Um, take, <laughs> playing, take, like, teaching me that's chess. Not, that's what we want. We want yeah, just, we want the deep stories. Like, my dad was just like, I'm going to teach you how to play chess. And the way he taught it is very fighting game-esque, despite never playing a fighting game. Hmm. He literally was just like, you are going to learn today. And that is, you are like, you are an ignorant child, and I will destroy you at this game. And I will smoke you. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, so mad, because I'm like, I'm just a child. I literally just, I eat crayons and shit. I don't know anything. So, Yuki, tell us more about how this hatred for your father drove you to playing the Street Fighter 5. Dude, we're getting to the stereotypes. Dude, we're, we're definitely making we're definitely making the Queen's Gambit starring Yuki uh, you know, at some <laughs> right? point in time. So uh. but no, but that, no, that that's that's definitely why I got a competitive I'm just like why the hell do I just let this this just old man just beat me in chess? Also, I'm, never, I'm still terrible at chess to this day. I'm like traumatized. I'll never play chess again. I'm like, that game sucks. <laughs> trash. Uh, unbalanced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only been around for 10,000 years. Yeah. Dead game. Um, Dead but game. Just... <laughs> That's why Serlin made chess too. Come on. True, we do that is too. why. Because chess was faulty and flawed and he had to fix it. <laughs> Chess yeah. is a faulty, flawed game. Yeah, no, chess is it's so unbalanced because it favors the smarter player, and that's not that's not that's, fair. That's, that's true. That's true. Biological <laughs> advantage. There's a and biological advantage. That's why we have V Trigger today. today. It started with chess not being exactly. fair as a smarter player, and then today we have V Trigger. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's that's the butterfly effect. So eventually, <laughs> after a lifetime of being competitive and blowing up at your dad, and then your <laughs> then your friends convince you to finally play fighting games um so it's street fighter and did you start playing minot then or, or how, how did you get into that i played laura actually because i'm because i don't know if you've noticed about my twitter ad or anything but uh, i like women <laughs> 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 and i was just like that's 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 my favorite character right now <laughs> And I look at it and I'm just like, and I'm like, wow, she's really annoying. And also, like, there's still a lot of, like, in-depth technical shit. And I, I just really, like, as I also, another back uh, backstory, I play, I used to be a classical mu uh, music major for flute. Oh, so, like, I have, like, okay. so I'm very much about the labbing lifestyle where you're just about drilling and uh, yes, perfect. Yeah. You you mm -hmm. get it perfect a thousand times before you even go onto stage or onto the, on onto sets. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. So the idea of me just playing fighting games and just being like, oh, I can just lap the setup, or I'm like, I'm learning Laurel, who, who's not by far like any like a, the most technical character at the time, but like, I was having fun with her. I'm, I'm not much of a like. I I am actually interested in learning another gra learning a grappler, female grappler, because I'll never play men. Sorry, I just 
I'm sexist. <laughs> but um, but um, like I just started to like that was around two point five. My friend Cam was just like, "All right, um, I'm playing Minot. Like she's so fun, and like I think she's so cool." And I'm like, "Oh, that's really cool." And meanwhile, I'm playing Laura, and I'm like, you know, this something's not right. I'm not about being aggressive and getting in. Mm. I want. I don't want to deal. I don't. I don't like doing that. I. I. I play. I'm gonna play much more. Like I. I want to be more reserved. Defensive. Just keep of. Well, yeah, defensive. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. I thought that was way easier than trying to get in. So my head's just like I. Like everyone, like I see all the pros. They keep hitting stand fierce every single time. Typically, I I keep whipping and I keep dying. Like clearly, the character is at fault. So I decided <laughs> to go with them. I started looking at Minot because I'm like, wow, like she's really interesting. And I started watching. Like I just started. Like I just, I'm like, you know, I think I'm just gonna play Minot and I'm just gonna do it. And I, I was like, yeah, go ahead, do it. And then at the time, I had no idea how to like read like a good way for me to like learn combos so like literally i would have to read out dictation because i'm a i am a, like i am a former music like music major like mm-hmm. i have okay, to read notation right. i can't just do anything by feel i need to see it written down so i can memorize and get in my head for like the longest time so for that i literally asked <laughs> i literally asked my friend captain princess aka just huge shout outs by the way because like literally would not be here without without uh, without them I literally had me like, hey, can you like get this like? I'm sending you a clip of of a Minot player who we will never no, no longer mention, um, Hatsune, Mik- Hatsune Miku, uh, and I want to um, <laughs> I want you to um, notate everything Dang. from negative edge everything, and then wow. my friend just like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Because I mean. What's interesting of that about that is that, you know, Monat's negative edge stuff, it's like you can't really notate timing in combos, right? But from a musical standpoint, that's probably one of the things that appealed to you the most about doing those Monat combos, right? Oh, absolutely. Like I popped off so hard getting the first, like the standard, like the considered BMB of Minot right. combos, which is like from like the stand, like from double stand fears with like native orge links into like the into like double like into a double jump, and I popped out so hard because that was like the hard that's that was mind blowingly hard for me because this is my this is my first fighting game and this is my second fighting game character that I mm-hmm. like learned, and it is so sad. I I think I've spent about ten hours in the lab total total combined, like just mm-hmm. learning Minot and. I love every moment of it, actually. Like, I don't actually like playing against a lot of people <laughs> overall. Like, and I've only started playing against people more because of that. But I love the lab. I'm obsessed with it. I, in fact, going to when Seth came out with V Trigger 2, and everyone, everyone in the NA was just like, garbage V Trigger. Don't play it. It's a fucking joke. It's a meme. And I was just like, no, this looks fun. This looks fun. And especially when like Hi-Fi and a couple of other people started documenting some tech and right. God, it was, it was pretty rough back then for, um, for a Seth VT2 main because the V trigger, like V, um, V reversal is just a free like counter. Right. <laughs> and, um, but I just spent, I just spent hours just labbing that. And like, I developed a lot, I actually developed a surprising amount of tech where a lot a lot of players actually know who I am cool. because like a lot of people like a lot of people know me because I'm like, oh, like I remember I was talking to Jessica Kid for like the first time and I was like, oh, you know, all the like Seth, you all know, all the Seth VT2 tech and like them not. And I'm like, oh, shit, people 
People know me now. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because the thing is, Seth VT2, very similar to Monat VT1, in which you can't, it's not automatically timed. It's a very rhythm based kind of thing. And so, you know, mm-hmm. that seems right right up your alley again, right? So. Who'd you well, play you, you... in League and Overwatch? <laughs> okay, so you know what's funny is, like, I think it really actually reflects on the characters I like playing in overall, just. So I either play, I played a lot of um I played a lot of Zoner mm-hmm. um League of Legends characters. Mm. And I all like I really like the Zir. Azir was one of the mm-hmm. like that was before I had my whole like be, before I turned to like full sexist and it's like only female and like non-binary characters. <laughs> but, <laughs> but before then I used to play like Zerath, Azir, Co- AP Kogma and mm-hmm. that was so fun being just like playing from a distance, playing defensively. And being able to, I guess, making hard reads in terms of, like, what someone's going to be doing. Um, but I also played, like, just absolute dumb character, like, dumb tank characters. Like, um, particularly my favorite was in League of Legends was Hecarim. Like, mm-hmm. I love that character. Cool. Yeah. I love playing mid-Hecarim because of Keen. And that... I'm sad that, I get that's, like, the main reason I <laughs> quit League of Legends was because, like, they made ne- Hecarim not as fun. So. Oh, God. Patches, yeah, <laughs> yeah, patches, patch, patch culture taking down my character, my favorite characters again. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, like no, so like, and then I'm I'm actually going back into learning um like Rainbow Me or Laura in addition to learning Rose. So oh, like dang, those are actually those oh. actually do fit within my um like those they do fit within like my character archetypes from League of yeah. Legends. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Just, for sure. No, Rose is would I think would be a perfect character. Actually, it's another zoning annoying kind of character. So sure all right so let's oh what you got something brock i was just gonna talk about exo academy yeah but... exactly. i was hoping we were <laughs> yeah. trying to lead into that you know yeah, absolutely just... do it all night so you talk a lot about labbing tell us a little about the labbing you did with exo academy yuki yeah and let and again for the viewers at home let them know what exo academy yeah, let us know what exo is all about tell us all all right things. so quick context exo academy is an initiative um started by persia who, where are you? Yep. Yes. Huge shout, shout out to her. Or they take um, rising talent within like within the female and like female and I guess include I guess with me now being their non-binary talent within the FGC and giving them coach, giving them like paying for flights, paying for coaching, as well as getting like physical therapy and like also mental health um, experts mm-hmm. that like come mm-hmm. in and come and talk to like these rising talents and give them the tools that they need to be at the game and for me i was lucky to like i i tried i tried calling Sha- um sako um and he didn't he didn't um <laughs> he didn't <come> <laughs> they didn't ever get back but um i got my favorite western player Shiv- uh, shivs oh, to nice. be my coach and that was so sick because i don't think i could get some of the best coaching from more close like closer players in the mm-hmm. united states just there's so many there's so many good ones but having somebody that can tell you what to do as Minot is like right so mine like so needed for me as a like as a person like that just is like such a character specialist because it's just like it, like a coach like a coach might just be like oh like well you need to be spacing more in this and it's like well they don't know matchup specific things that right. like maybe doing as a character to do it like for example i 
absolutely loathe the Falk matchup. I was playing a lot against Toy's um secondary um secondary Falk, mm-hmm. and I was just getting smoked because I didn't know the matchup. And just he was just like, you know, he was just like, okay, you can just air shot, air shot, air shot. And I'm just like, I fucking hate this character. I think this is like a <laughs> seven three seven matchup. And then when I finally got to talk to Shivs, he was just like, I think this matchup's even, if not like maybe slightly in Manot's favor. And I was just <laughs> like, like, what? I was like, that. I was like, what? what? <laughs> so you told me I lost. <laughs> so you told me I'm losing. <laughs> and I mean. Like, after, I mean, did he explain it? Like, now does it feel different to you if you fight? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like, I don't think I've lost to... I I laugh now when I just demolish just online, like, folks because oh, they God. just are getting... Like, they don't know what to do. They're just like, oh, my plan of air shot, like, just air shot constantly and low shot doesn't work. Uh, I hate this game. Like, this character sucks. <laughs> So, I mean, overall, though, I mean, have you felt like a, 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 a massive improvement thanks to Shiv's coaching? I absolutely agree. Like, I went, like, but prior to, like, so from announcement start of Exo Academy, I was in Ultra Diamond. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm in Super Diamond. That's, like, a pretty good, that's a pretty good improvement. To be fair, yeah. like, Ultra yeah. Diamond, I was just playing, I don't, like, I hate rank. Like, that's just, like, just oh, to get yeah. out of the way, I hate rank. Yeah. Uh-huh. I hate ranked. I like I literally just sat in casuals in ultra plat for like forever because mm-hmm. I'm just like I don't feel confident. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm trash. Like I have a very negative like view of how I play in my execution. So I just I'll just I'll I'll just sit in casuals at like plat ultra plat and just sit there until I get like ninety six percent win rate. I'm like okay, yeah, I think I'm ready for ranked. <laughs> So there's that. So I definitely play. I use. I I play a lot. I played a lot higher than I was like initially. That's ranked. Sure. But like, yeah. But like, but from that journey, I've leveled up so much. I've had a lot of people just come to me like, "You've improved." Oh, nice. Like enormously. Like I like. I remember talking to Brutus, and he's like, "I knew you when you played. We were in silver with Mana, and you mm-hmm. play." a thousand times better i like talk like Corey and just a lot of people nowadays i'm actually recognized as a not player which is i mean to be fair not hard or <laughs> like it's not there are no list. like there are no more like i actually think there are i think besides tiramisu there are no more like monot mains like mains mains anymore like and maybe just United like jot States. right jot and but, but jot, jot's even even jot has like a bunch of characters yeah, yeah. to luke so like like Minot is no longer considered a, like a main carry character mm-hmm. anymore. That's a side. That's a pocket character, and but it's it's crazy. Like people are like, "Oh my god, you're that Minot player." You like, and I'm like, "Oh shit, people, people, people think I'm actually pretty good at this game. That, this is weird. I'm not used." Pretty to good that. feeling, right? When pretty people cool. recognize you. Yeah, I actually had a sign like some some guy like at Combo Breaker. So like, hey, can you sign my shirt? Like, because I was also wearing like. A, I was wearing I was wearing a fish I was wearing my fishdament cosplay on Sunday, my fishing testament cosplay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, just, to, just to be clear for the just for those who don't know, <laughs> but yeah, like some guy literally came like like I love your cosplay. Can I sign your? I'm like, oh my god, I've never had it. Like I I don't have a signature for this. Gotta <laughs> 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 like, make it up on the fly. You gotta make it up so, on the fly. Yeah. So like I'm sorry to sorry to that guy. Like shouts to that guy for again being like just flattering me a lot because i'm just like i i'm i'm not that i'm not that famous maybe yet but like all right <laughs> that, nice. was, that was like a really cool moment <laughs> yeah it is cool uh you've done stuff with um royal rivals as well right 
Yeah, that was that's a whole other story. <clears throat> I'd like uh, to know about. I mean, yeah, you've done like, didn't you do commentary for Royal Rivals and stuff? I did actually. I didn't do any comment commentary for. I've only done a little bit of commentary. I actually did it for its predecessor, Queens of Quarantine, which yeah. is uh, mm. this is. All right, let's uh, let's uh, let's get settled <laughs> in. Let's have a little bit of story time with me, and I'll make it as brief as possible. So, um, I was during the pandemic. Competitive is not an option for me. I'm. I wasn't. I, I think I was probably at one of my like lowest points in terms of how I viewed myself as a player. Mm-hmm. I think that to be fair, right off of um, CBT Elastic Chance Qualifiers, and I just got bodied O2. So like I was just like, oh, wow, I don't feel good about myself. And then the yeah. pandemic hits. So then I'm like, wow, I can't even like practice. So my drive's gone. I'm like, I think I'll do commentary. I've always like loved people doing commentary. Actually, James, since you're like, like you're one of my favorites. <laughs> just 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 gonna put that throw that out there didn't want to make it weird but i just want to let you know that like this Awkward. just from like <laughs> david's not a favorite just came <clears throat> i'm sorry it's just like literally <laughs> it's just more cool. of a like no, just... no, i'm happy yeah <laughs> anyway so like i start, i was just like i'm interested in commenter i really like james chan i really like there's just so many other like commentators that i can't even list off because my brain's a little frazzled Animals don't. Anyways, but like I was like, I think I want to do commentary. I like I think that seems really interesting. I feel like I'm I'm I have so much energy when it comes to fighting games. I want to talk about it, especially I know like, especially like I get really excited when like there's another Minot or there's like or just there's characters that I know tech for that I like mm-hmm. explaining because I like talking about things that yeah. people most likely don't care about. But but yeah, so like I got in there. Um, Flexes at the time was already doing a lot of work with um yeah so shout out to flexus for mm-hmm. getting me even of course involved in this in a in a weird sense because it kind of goes to karmatic fate but um so i i joined there as a commentator i started doing it i had a lot of fun i was doing it and i was just like i kind of want to help out more with queens of quarantinos run by the current the cur- the owner of said organization who whom i will not ever right. mm-hmm. ever again but, but what, those, what was the organization, though? Can you just describe it? Queens of Quarantine was the original. Okay. Because Royal Rivals is just a rebrand. Yeah, I mean, but, like, can um, you just, like, describe what Queens of Quarantine and Oh, Royal Queens Rivals. of... Oh, sorry. I'm dumb. Uh, but Queens of Quarantine <laughs> was, uh, was, a, was an online, um, street, uh, mainly street fighter organization that was hosting events um, just for women and eventually non-binary people in, within the community because we didn't have any events. And... I think it was a perfect time to showcase um, just all those talent, and because we're 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 definitely a minority, and but there are so many so many really good people that are just kicking ass, especially Marine. Like shout out to her, like she's amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I started to take on more roles and responsibility. <clears throat> Eventually, I basically became basically in charge of running the entire organization, aside okay. from like actually paying actually like besides payouts the owner at that point essentially just just bankrolling payouts and um talking to sponsors about um, price pools and etc and then we were actually on the verge of doing like multiple partnerships with like um, crescent esports i think one more with um i think hitbox and a couple of other like just a lot just a lot more um, we were trying to become more to start to grow out of just being that online online tournament series and then just if in case people don't know what happened, um, just very bad racist rant came at the start of Black History Month. <sighs> and it, obviously none of us ever on the team besides the owner 
unanimous and we're like we cannot be working for somebody yeah nor accepting money for in like in any capacity with this person and we had to sit for a moment and be like okay well we're not doing queens of quarantine anymore. like that's we're, we're we cannot for obvious reasons because it's despicable right behavior. right, right, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and we were just like all right so what do we do like what do we move for because personally i was devastated because i had multiple like art commissions lined up i had and i had multiple we were talks with multiple people about yeah, there's a lot money. of momentum there was a yeah, lot of momentum a lot of momentum yeah. and it just was completely just shot dead because of it and i was ready to be like all right just pack it in we're we're done can't do it i'm gonna tell all the t- uh talk to all of our um artists and be like sorry we can't do it anymore and like there's definitely no way we're gonna get any money for it and we're just we can't we're not gonna do any operations and we the including um joe monday who is um owner and like the head of um the online local who was again the main reason why we're even still here is because because of his platform and we're just like okay do we just quit and not do this anymore or do we just move on without the owner and the money associated behind it and we were like yeah i we all unanimous agreed like i think we should just move forward and and just do it the way we want to do it and you know without being racist and horrible and um <laughs> yeah it's kind of important yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's really important so yeah um me and uh, flexes and i decided to um to take the reins um and that's we started hosting more events we our first event was actually a charity event to the national black defense fund i believe and the uh national black um coalition um national black disability coalition right um and it was just all the money that we did for our match arena was were just direct proceeds and we did a and that was like our first exhibition match which went really well and we just kind of kicked off from there and eventually we expanded to guilty gear strive as well as a bit of melty blood and the last thing we did with royals we did a, a team a team series of of like 16 different women and non-binary um players uh and they all just formed teams of the four behind like captains such as um mira razzo sharp vicky viper mm-hmm. and uh and and noise zombie and that was that was one of the worst things I've ever done to myself because <laughs> that was much work, but oh, okay, I definitely, okay. yeah, but that was like, that was one of the, that was a really fun thing, despite how much pain <laughs> did, did me mentally. <laughs> but mean, it, that, again. Yeah. So we did, we did a lot of like, we just didn't try to do as much work and we're kind of on a hiatus right now just because I've been busy with school, Exo Academy and all this stuff, but all right, hoping yeah. to resume later on, um, later on this year. Yeah, I mean, kind of going back to the combo breaker thing, I mean, talking to Rick all weekend, he was just like, oh my God, so many fires putting out and stuff. But, <laughs> you know, that's the that's the life of a TO, right? If yeah. if there are fires going on and the people and the attendees don't notice, then you are doing an excellent job, basically, right? So there you go. Yeah, so you know now being a TO is a... <laughs> fun, oh my God. Fun, tiring thing, so... Oh my God. Can, yeah, can you- can you talk about the ongoing need for organizations like Royal Rivals and EXO Academy? Yeah, I, I totally agree with that statement. Um, I really think um, for Tekken, Ladies Night, uh, um, Fight Club, um, Queen of the Hill, 
there's like there's definitely a few more um kunoichi's um mm. cgl <laughs> leagues have been all great initiatives because i really do think there are some amazing women like women and non-binary uh members within the finding game community in each game that they do and it's been really it's hard for a lot of other members in that in that demographic to be a minority and get into fighting games and get a chance to experience like a, a, a level like a casual level of competitiveness that you don't get in traditional fighting game communities because of just straight up bigotry and just hatred mm-hmm. and just and giving them the space because we Royal Rivals has never professed themselves to be like a whole competitive league that's supposed to be on par with NLBC and and all the other and and like in WNF we're just here to we want to showcase talent and we want to make other people in the community feel like they're welcome to compete they can have that chance to you know be in a bracket without being misgendered or just being demeaned upon in chat because I've talked to so many other members in the community that feel the same way that's like I don't compete because I don't enter a local because I'm scared of right. the comments I get. And it's it's really important. I'm really glad that I've been I've met some amazing people doing this because because of just being being a nice person essentially. And <laughs> it's weird how that'll and get you places. Great. Yeah, exactly, right? But yeah, I, I I've been having a wonderful time with and meeting all the people and I met so many I was so happy to meet um, like Glitter and Sherry and everyone else. Just because I met them through Royal Rivals, so. So yeah. you you said that you've been in the FGC since 2017, and that you know, in your view, that's not very long. Well, it's five years, which is quite a, quite a while. Um, I, I'm I'm wondering if you feel as if things have changed with respect to women and non-binary folks in the FGC, or whether um, they haven't, or maybe it's something in between. No, it's definitely gone better. Like I don't okay. feel like I mean I see I see terrible takes about women and trans people and with like current political discourse it's been getting worse in some aspects but overall like i think the community as a whole has always has been been better and better about condemning bad actors in the community and making feel like wow i i didn't make a mistake being here and spending Mm -hmm. my time here so even That's in good. just the five years, you feel like, that. I mean, yeah. obviously a lot of stuff happened during the pandemic as well. I right. mean, do you feel like that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the first year of the pandemic, there was, you know, obviously a lot came to light during that time. Do you feel like that was kind of like a, a big turning point, maybe almost kind of a silver lining of the pandemic kind of in a way, you know? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like definitely noticed during the pandemic, we really started having more open conversations about, it. I mean, the reason why Queens of Quarantine and all these other and more um, uh, female-oriented organizations started popping up during that period of time was just because there was a need for it. And mm-hmm. there was a conversation that needed to be told. And us organizing events around that was a way of like normalizing women and non-binary folk in mm-hmm. the community. I, I mean, from just from a, a visual standpoint... I and again, this is me looking at the things around me. But at Combo Breaker, I felt like there was just a lot more women playing and competing than yeah. even the pro- even just 2019. So, and Combo Breaker's I always mean, been, just, Combo- yeah. Maybe maybe I'm seeing shit. Maybe I'm making that up. But I, I feel like there is a lot more women like just just there yeah, having I mean, a great time, which is cool to see. 
again, you know, shout outs to, to Rick kind of creating that environment. Combo Breaker, I feel like, has always been one of the best in terms of that ratio. But yes, I agree with you absolutely, too. Like, this year, it felt like it was even on a different level of that. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, Frosties, too. Like, it, it was noticeable that there's oh, okay, more women okay. you know, eating. At least I, I feel. But yeah, Jalen says, too, and 16-bit. Yeah, that, that's, at least I'm not just, like, making shit up in my brain. <laughs> was, that, was that your experience, Yuki? Oh, that was absolutely true. Like, I don't even, like... There are some people like I don't even know who you are. Like you're just <laughs> happen to be. A, you're just happen to. You just happen to be a, like you're just a, happen to be a, like a like a, a female no, presenting right, or right, like feminine right. person in a fighting game community, and I don't know of you. And that's honestly great. That means yeah. that there's more people because it's it was kind of a shitty feeling in like for 2019, going to be like oh I can count on like my yeah. hands. And you, knew every, know, one of them. <laughs> and you knew yeah, every like one of them. And you knew every one of them. Yeah. Right. And it was just like, no, the fact that I can just go and be like, I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't recognize you, but you're like, and also I just want to point out like another reason why I think we're seeing more, at least more female printing people in at combo breaker is also because I feel like they're more, they're feel, they feel more, they feel oh, crap. What's it? They want, they feel crap. I'm, Dizzy, I'm like, well, welcome. They feel they feel more welcome. They feel safer to present the way they want to. I knew right. a lot of um, I knew a lot of trans people that would just dress very masculine, just to just just to play the game and just feel like they can at least participate without the fear of being mm -hmm, of any sure. repercussions. And I think I definitely saw just a lot of more people just like like for me example, I got dressed the way that I want to. I can dress in like. Yo. Like fucking wild ass. I like dressed in like I'd have like I think I wore like six different outfits for the entire like for the entirety drip. of combo breaker. Head to toe, the entire, every Seven. time I walk, by I am the I am the drip champion of combo breaker twenty twenty two. I'm gonna say it right now, and I am not. Rob was pretty drippy too. I was about to say, can we talk about Razzo's boots a little? <laughs> no, okay, Razzo's in top eight, but for the entire of the event though, I'm number one. I'm sorry, I was number one for that. Oh man! If, well, that's if awesome. I didn't say something about fishing before we let you go, I hope we're not keeping you too long. But if I didn't mention fishing, people would crucify me on Twitter. So talk I to would. us about fishing. Yeah, let's talk about fishing. <laughs> where 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 did the passion come from? How long has it been going for? And when are you coming out here so we can go ice fishing? That's fair. <laughs> um, all very amazing questions. Honestly, I don't even know why I like fishing. <laughs> Like, I don't know why the like why the younger me. I don't know me for ten years straight. Okay, so like I have an uncle in Korea that uh, that does like fishing a lot and take me fishing. I'd have fun, but like I would. I don't know what the fuck was wrong with my like mentally ill child brain, but I just fixated on fishing and it never went away. Mm. Like it just never went away. I literally mean like my dad. Like my dad doesn't care about fishing. My, I don't think they knew any other relatives besides about like a couple of uncles, and I never seen like seen them very often. Care about fishing? It's just me. It's just mainly me that cares about fishing. And I would be like, Dad, I want to go fit. Like it's like sun. It's like the weekend. I'm just one like, Dad, taking me fishing, right? Taking me fishing, right? I'll even like I'll make his coffee like at six a.m. just to be like, Hey, like take me fishing. Let's go. Like let's go to the lake. And then your dad and, like, would bring out the, the fishing store, rod. I go to like Walmart. They, I'd be like, Can we go to Walmart to the fishing section? I want to go like I want to get all the lures and shit. I'm not even wow. kidding. <laughs> I think I was like I want like I mean I I still like the toy store and like games, but I was just like 
I, I was obsessed. And I don't even like I don't even know why. I still don't even know why, but it's just it's always stuck with me. And it even is, yeah. like before I like even after I transitioned, I was just like I never had that feeling where I'm like, oh, I I'm Listen, fishing doesn't identify with gender you. Exactly. I just exactly. I just picture your dad going gripping the fishing pole out of your hands and throwing the chessboard in front of you instead. No, you're gonna learn today. Yeah, exactly. Like time to go home, child. Last cast, like literally, they'd always be like, I'd be like getting like one more cast. One more cast. One more cast. Please, please. I want one more cast at. <laughs> Those are like vivid memories. But uh, I just love fishing. And like, literally, I never felt like me transitioning would ever change that in any way. And luckily, I have a partner that loves fishing. So we get to go out more often. I'm actually about to go. I got my tax money. I'm going to go buy, like, I'm buy like an inflatable, like, boat that's going to fit my car so I can take it out to, like, the lakes. Wow. Cool. I'm, I'm going hardcore. And it's, it's, no, I love fishing. I was literally the first thing I thought when I got into the uh, Wyndham Garden and I'm like looking outside my room and like the like ponds are out there oh. in, the, in the park. I'm like, hey, are there fish in there? Can I go fishing in there? And I was just like, I should have packed my tackle box with me. I actually should have. <laughs> next time, next my time. Fishing, no. My fishing testament cosplay actually did have like, I actually brought a fishing rod and reel with me. I actually had a fishing rod with me. That's amazing. <laughs> And so I was just like, oh, I should have brought some, I should have brought, like, I should have brought some tackle at the least. But I, yeah, I literally, like, anywhere I see a body of water, and it's, like, it, for me, freshwater, because I don't like, I don't like saltwater fishing that much. Okay. But, like, every time I see a body of water, wherever I'm going, I'm like, hey, can I fish there? Do you think there are fish in there? Like, <laughs> it, like, my partner gets so annoyed. Like, my family just, in general, <laughs> just gets so annoyed. Uh. Because oh, I am that like just obs- I, I'm obsessed. Like there's there's nothing stopping me, and I <laughs> am cool. the most I am the most proficient fisher in the fighting game community. And until somebody can prove me otherwise, um, yeah, yeah. But have you ever, have you ever fished in below ten degree weather? No, but I want to. I want to because I think well, I find a good excuse to drink. Well, when you come out here, we still won't do that because we get a cabin thing that sits on top of the ice. And it's very warm in there. Oh. Yeah, ice fishing yeah. is ice fishing sounds so amazing. I want to try it. Ice fishing is literally just to like yeah, get drunk and smoke weed with your friends, and <laughs> sit in a I'm room there. for like eight hours, and yeah, play chess. Actually, play chess. Yeah. Oh no, oh, we're not playing chess. We're playing chess. <laughs> me, me and Salty will want to play with disjointed heart boxes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah Dude, me and Salty will, will want to play chess with you for sure. I mean, honestly, all the monot stuff makes sense now. Standing strong is like throwing out the reel, right? You're like. <laughs> Trying to bait people exactly. and then you're like catch them, right? <laughs> yeah, no, like dead ass. My like, if I had a fighting game Sona, like a character that was just me in a fighting uh, game, absolutely fishing rod and reel is in total like a huge part of like the kit. Like, we need I would be a, a weird setup zoner. Yeah, I'm making. We need a, f- a fishing fighting game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm already a Sega Bass speedrunner, and I'm already I'm sixth place in the world. But I want there to be a fighting. Game. I want there to be. Did a they verify your record game. ever? Yes, they did. Finally, literally two days right. before Combo Breaker, nice. I literally checked. Like I'm just like, you know, I haven't thought about like, did my, my did my shit get? Right? I'm like, yes, I did. Finally, <laughs> sixth place. Because <laughs> I was literally just begging in the comments of my like run, like please verify, please, please, please. <laughs> I love you. You're nothing. And I'm like JK. You're not nothing. I love you. <laughs> well, thanks. 
a lot for joining us. James, you want to do the old last yeah, question? I mean, obviously, so the thing that I always ask people is, where do their handle come from? You can explain, you can learn, you can also explain the Gay Agenda 69 if you want. <laughs> but uh, you I think know. it explains itself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because if you come into my, if you come to any of my shit and you're like, what? You're gay or you're home, like you just come out at me like home, being homophobic. I mean, like, what did you expect? <laughs> what did you expect? But <laughs> uh, well, I mean, where where did Yukinari come from? So, my partner came with that because I'm a fool and I'm lost without her. But like, so I'm half Korean and half Japanese. So oh, okay, okay. That's why I can do. I can have all the cool East Asian aesthetics without being kind of cringy about it because you know <laughs> we know we know people and um. Like, so, Yuki is my first name. Sorry, Yuki is sorry. my first name, which is my Japanese name, and uh, my Nari is my, um, my Korean name. And oh. I, it's also a plan words of, um, in Japanese, Inari means, like, like, the fox spirit, or, like, um, like, the, like, like, the fox deity for, har- like, for, um, harvests. And so I was just, like, and I always liked, like, and you can even see right here in my, in my background, oh, I have a yeah, Sunni mask. Yeah. So, like, I've always had like that like fox. Oh, I'm also wearing like a, like a kits like a kitsune shirt oh, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm always staying on brand. So I really loved um like the fox at like that on um, like the Japanese fox aesthetic. And so like how coincidental that my, Dude, my pre-name is Donnie. <laughs> I did not plan any of that shit. That just happened. And my my partner was just like, hey, how about you do it like that? And I'm like, oh, okay. And then later I'm just like. I think I was probably high, and I was just like, "Oh my god, I should do the exact same, the exact same thing that she said." <laughs> and she's just like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Yeah," but I said it, so therefore it's better idea. It's like James Jonah Jameson oh, coming up with the name Doc Ock, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna take credit for it in the end. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Well, thank you very much for joining us and hanging out with us for a while. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, that was it. Was cool. such it was such a it was so fun, and I haven't laughed like this in a while. I want, I want to say I haven't laughed like this in a while because I literally just went. I just literally just came back from Combo Breaker, and yeah. that was just nothing but just like yeah. hot, just positive emotions all around, for sure. Yeah. All well, right. Thank you very much again. Well, yeah. Thanks. thanks for hanging. It was fun. And we'll yeah, uh, see fun. you soon. See you soon Have at some night. more events. So. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Say hi when you see us. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll plan fishing. Yes. That's what I'm more excited about. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, James and uh, sorry, James and David. Yeah, no. It's yeah, okay. Fishing takes priority. I got. I got. I, I'm already first. your yeah, favorite, thing. so it's okay. It's all right. So. That's true. Yeah, we got bodied by that one. <laughs> then, right. David, you're just there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you exist. My I'm kidding. No, I appreciate you. Afraid. I appreciate you running sets with, uh, for the Honda matchup. Actually, oh yeah, let me know if you want to play again. I think that'd be cool. I accidentally clicked. No, 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 no. You're still here. I didn't mean to click. I didn't mean to click. Oh god, bye. It's over. It's like the Pride Month's over. All right, all right. Take care. Take care. All right, now we can officially transition. Okay, there we go. All right, here. All right. Well, that was very cool. Thanks All for right. the conversation. Now, 5-5 five, five matchup. Oops, I don't even okay. have. I didn't even put the 5. I haven't prepared the 5-5 five, five matchup oh, question. my Golly gumdrop. Golly gumdrop. Gum you know so what? Sorry. Instead, do you want to just do the the order that's here? Or do you want to? What do you want to do here? 
Uh, I have that, and then we're going to go to the world tour announcements. Do you want to do the world tour announcements first? Hey, man, whatever, whatever is feasible. Whatever works for you. Here. Yeah. All right, you. Let's talk about the world tour stuff then here. So while I get this all straightened up and ready to go, so there you go. Absolutely. All right. Let's talk about the fact that at Combo Breaker, the Tekken World Tour was announced for the year 2022, which is the year that we're living in right now. Pretty cool. Uh, it has offline play. There are five master events. The first one's actually going to be at CEO, which is next month, which is very soon now. In fact, in about a month. Uh, there's also going to be, as I said, four others that are offline events. And also EVO, which is Master Prime, the Master Prime event. There are going to be 13 regional finals, online tournaments as well. So, um, what a name. Yeah. All that, what, Master Prime? The Master Prime event. I love it. <laughs> Sounds God. like the evil computer or the evil robot that's yeah, taking that's over the world, right? Right, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like the event that spits out all the other events. <laughs> yeah. It's the event creator. Evil <laughs> Master Prime. There are going to be dojo events as well, which is something that Tekken World Tour started, and that is a great idea. I'm happy to see more of that. Uh, that, of course, if you're not familiar with it, is where anybody can set up events that can get points, as long as you meet certain criteria, which is awesome. It really prioritizes locals. And, everybody, and everybody's copying it now, too, right? Exactly. So all the yeah, other tours a... have been copying that. Correct. But it started here. The regions that are included in the tour are North America, Central America, South America, Western Europe, Eastern Europe, North Africa, West Africa, South Africa, Middle East, Pakistan, South Asia, Southeast Asia, Philippines and East Asia, Oceania, Korea, and Japan. Uh, so now, shout out to them for getting... Does each one of those get a champion that gets invited to the final is that how that works each one of them is going to have a regional finals yeah exactly yeah that's really cool man good for africa holy shit that's awesome absolutely yeah north africa west africa south africa that is super cool um I mean, the Tekken World Tour did South Africa, my memory is, before others did it. Yes, That's my, they did. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, okay. So they're continuing on that now, which is awesome. Obviously, you got to have Pakistan because, like, clearly they're amazing. <laughs> uh, so they're, I, I love And they're that. good at KOF, too. So uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's really cool. Happy to hear that. That was announced just before the Tekken Top 8, actually, at Combo nice. Breaker. Okay, okay. There were also more details for the Arc World Tour, which was announced a little while ago, but which we got some more info about. So it's actually going to start on August 5th through 7th, which is EVO, which is EVO. So it's going to be starting there. Uh, it's also going to be at VS Fighting, Rev Major, CEO Taku, The Mix-Up, something else that's not yet announced, Arc Revo Japan, and Frosty Fausting. So it's going to be going all the way through 2023. And then the finals are going to be in march 2023 and all we know is that it'll be in california i would like to point out that frosty faustings has to be sitting there like all you sons of bitches told us that having a major in january in (laughs) illinois is a mistake every single year for the last 15 years you told us it was stupid well guess what combo breaker isn't part of the arcs store and we're the last event now so hold that shit we play the long game somewhere uh, Bozak is just just doing the <laughs> the bird the bird man wiping his money like his hands with the money you know he's just yeah I'm just celebrating I would be out I would, I I would mean, be, even though it's like obviously sex. obviously it's just a timing thing it just lines up that way but man I would I would just be so happy about that I, I feel like Elvin Shadow would that. actually be more thankful if they buffed Faust even more but you know that's a <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so it is cool. 
because I mean, uh, you know, Frosty Faustings has been the most Guilty Gear oriented major of all time. So it's and it's really, also been really skipped cool. over for every world tour because of the timing. The timing yeah, doesn't line up. That's with, true. With where Evo was and stuff, and it just mm, now yeah. they're like right in the smack dab middle of the you know of a world that's tour. Awesome. So good for them. Yeah, good, good for, for them. Mike. And starting good for with Mike. starting with Evo, that's pretty. That's pretty sick. Yeah, that's a yeah, hell of a way sick. to start your tour, right? And that's not only Arches, that. We'll get, just kind of killed it with that decision. And we'll get into that this a little bit later because that's on one of the, the topic you see down there. But, you know, Evo is the start and things are going to be different for the game, right? That's season two. So it's going to be yeah, pretty Yeah, we'll crazy. talk about that. Yeah. The Arc World Tour will be for both Guilty Gear Strive and for <laughs> DNF Duel. And there will be a $200,000 total prize pool as well. Is that so, just for the finals, or are they spreading that throughout all the events? It just says the total prize pool. You know, I'm not sure what exactly that entails, but my yeah. guess is that that would be spread around. Okay. Yeah, I would assume okay. so. Probably, probably. But that's really cool, though. I mean, shout outs to them. And, you know, immediately putting DNF Duel on there, I think, is really, really yeah. neat as well. So, you know, for sure. uh, a lot of people kind of excited for that game as well. So. This guy. You know, it, it makes it it makes so it even it makes it even more weird to me that DNF isn't at Evo in some capacity. I'm sure it will be. There's probably it makes be. it even more weird to me, man. Yeah. I, I just after the whole BB tag thing where we're an Evo game and they put the sticker on their box and all yeah. that shit. <laughs> I just kind of assume from this point forward there's going to be some game that you know kind of wink wink nudge nudge their way into evo maybe some sponsorship dollars to get their new game there and dnf seemed like it was coming out at that time so i think i just felt like the game would be there automatically and yeah. now it's part of the tour and it's still not at evo so yeah james i would i would be surprised if they don't I'm announce sh- it there being somehow some way yeah, I, I, yeah I, i'll bet you you know dollars to donuts that at some point there's probably going to be like some dnf thing announced or something so i just i, got I, I hope so I, if there is i hope it's soon so i can book a ticket and go because i'm not even regged <laughs> assuming well, i even like the game right like i don't even know if i'm gonna like the game Right, that's what i was about to say you haven't played much of it you didn't get a chance to play the beta. Uh, i didn't right, play so. any of it yet but what people are telling me it sounds like i'm gonna like uh, it sounds like, like it, it i mean you're, you're gonna it's like a top aware game yeah you're gonna find yeah. that shit that's like rashes you know wrecking ball and you're just gonna be like i sure right. am <laughs> i sure am that's that's the game plan i'm looking i can't wait to find my character i think it's right. shooty shooty bang bang gun guy yeah. yeah, pretty sure that's, oh, that's yeah, the yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah, me he, some guns, right? So there you go. Got the old school so Deadpool quote. Two world tours uh, announced, or at least more details announced of one. It's pretty cool. Um, you know, of course, we're still some in bones. the pandemic. Like, it's not over. Um, so nope. online play is still in there. And I hope sure that, that will continue to be the case, even after we can all travel safely and, like, no longer really be worried about it. Because I really like what online play has done and kind of expanding, you know, how many people can enter and play. And as net play gets better and better, you know, more games come out. Um, I hope that, that will continue to be a really big part of things. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy that world tours are coming back. Of course, Capcom Pro Tour was announced not that long ago, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Still have no details on. Yeah, I know, right? Still, no yeah, right. Not a lot of info. I mean, as far as the the online stuff, there's a lot of info, but the offline stuff, we're not quite sure yet. No idea. Yeah, yeah. But nevertheless, like the, there are these tours that are coming back, which I'm, I'm very happy about. All right, you want to move on? 
Yeah, okay, I got this all. I think. Are we I, ready I, now? I think so. I think so. Let's do this. Let's do this. So we've got four questions to vote on. One of them is longer what? than the other questions here. So. You're supposed to narrow it down to only three. Jeez. Were we? Did we not? Yeah, but we didn't vote on it. That's how. We? That's yeah. We we did. We, we sure did. did. Oh, I we guess did. I missed it. Okay, sorry. We know there's four today. I guess there's four today. Here we go. <laughs> Number vote one. For two nerds. Uh, by the way, are we doing one question? I guess we're, doing we're just one doing question. one question today. We're just doing okay. one vote for one nerd. So only you only get to vote for one. So keep that in mind as I read through these. Number one, with in-person events returning, should we go back to big tournament reveals or keep online announcements for fighting games? Number two, what are some ways that FGC can get more casual players invested in the competitive scene? Number three, considering discussions around KOF 15's balance patch being released so close to Combo Breaker, what are some of the worst fighting game balance patch timings in history? And then number four, how does information accessibility affect perception of fighting games? Back in the day, so few players were playing correctly that against most random people, a knowledgeable player could win even bad matchups. With information being more accessible now, a matchup that's bad on paper is more likely to play out that way, making the difficulty of a bad matchup feel more tangible. Similarly, pre-modern internet, if you beat all your friends, you thought you were godlike. Now it's much more likely you're aware of pro players and how much they outclass you. So again, the actual question is, how does information accessibility affect perception of fighting right. games? All right. There you so go. So the poll is up, exclamation mark, one, two, three, or four. If you are a subscriber, you get to vote for multiple uh, choices. So uh, go ahead and start voting. Exclamation mark one, exclamation mark two, exclamation mark three, exclamation mark four, I think. Do it. Which, no, that's Exclamation mark cool. beyond, exclamation mark dream hack. Why do I not have a poll? Wait, I thought I created the poll. Where's the poll? Hang on a oh, second, guys. No. No. Oh, no. James. Jesus, what the heck? I thought I did this. I don't even see a poll. Okay, create. All right, try again. Start Start now. Go, 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 go. Vote, <laughs> vote, 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 vote now. Vote now. There you go. Sorry. Sorry. I clicked create, and it was just gone. I don't even know what the heck James, was going you take, on. You take, we take one week off, and this is what happens. Dude, exclamation right? Exclamation point Morbius. Exclamation mark one. James. Exclamation mark two. Whole, exclamation mark three. Or exclamation mark Morb. The whole damn stream is Morb. Big Morbius. I'm telling you, that's what's going on here. It's actually there's a secret big Morbius out there that is using everybody joking around about Morbius as a way to sell you to watch Morbius. The whole idea of this Morbius meme business was come up with by the Morbius advertising team who was like, We have a terrible movie on our hands. What do we do? How do we get people to watch it anyway? By coming up with stupid memes and memeing our way into getting people to watch our terrible movie anyway. Big Morbius. Don't give in to Big Morbius. Don't give in to Big Morbius. Did you know that they oh, actually David? found the guy who know, they, they know who accidentally created that meme? <laughs> there was a whole article on it I think I saw. Yeah, the Morbiluminati. I love it. That's a good name. Good work, the stonerer. Yes. Mm. You know well, who David? is the king of Big Morbius? You know, who, you know who's in the pocket of Big Morbius? Humbag. Humbag is, is, yeah. Humbag of Big I'm, Morbius. Absolutely. He's well, David, the, this... He's getting the Big Morbucks. This weekend, Sunday Night Movie, I'm going to be showing Morbius, if you want to join us and laugh. Mm. 
I mean, anyway, I, what's I going on with this voting here? We uh, I don't know if I'll yeah, watch it. Yeah, can we close it. this poll? I have I have a morbid curiosity about that movie, but I don't you, think I'm going to watch it. You can't use so. that as a pun. That's the name. That's the name of it. That's the name. Come on. <laughs> You're just memeing. <laughs> That's not a pun. All right, all right, all right. All right, what's the poll? Poll is close closed. It. Number Fine. four is the winner. I cannot put the That's whole thing. That's the longest there. question on earth. Okay, right. just to, just put the first sentence in there. So, how yeah, does course, information accessibility affect perception? of fighting games again it's true that back in the day a knowledgeable player could definitely win even bad matchups because like nobody really knew well rarely did people really know like all the info but with info being so accessible now yeah i think it's true that like a bad Whoa, matchup where did tubo go wow tubo. he's been morbed did you get you morbed you got i got morbed i got morbed what the i am so scared okay <sighs> It's he's morbid been, time. He's been morbed. Well, I'm glad you got unmorbed. Uh, yeah, look, I think I think it's true. I think the premises of this is right. That back in the day when knowledge was not, you know, nearly spread around as well. Certainly, people won tournaments, won matches that were predicated on their opponents just not knowing stuff. That nowadays we might consider, if not basic, like pretty well known info. And I know that because it me, <laughs> I I did it. <laughs> I won tournaments that people just like didn't know stuff, and I won matchups that people just like didn't know stuff. Uh, so yes, that absolutely absolutely was reality. Um, and I think it's true too that now with info being spread around more, it's more likely that you're going to run into people who just like know a lot. Uh, and that's true about in-game stuff. So like it's less less likely, although of course it still happens, but less likely that your like random trick is going to work because. More often, people will know about it. I still hit and, Arturo with mine, so I'm just yeah, telling I mean, you. Look, we never, uh, we never it, change over the subject, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, it exists. Right, right. It certainly exists still, but it was much more the case before. And I absolutely think it's true that back in the day, you wouldn't know that you were bad. <laughs> yeah. So many, so, so many of us have these stories of like, well, we were the best of our friend group or our family or whatever, and then we played anybody else, and we were like, I'm the worst, actually. Right, and and I did want to I did want to hit on that because it has created this kind of weird thing. Because remember how, um, you know, we used to like years ago, we used to have conversations about Smash community had the gods, and FGC was like, we want to take out our best players. It's not like that anymore. And, you know, that information out there has made it. So back then when we all thought we were the best, it really did kind of craft this whole mindset of like, I want to be everybody. And it's not quite like that anymore. So to be, I mean, I feel it myself. I don't even play anymore because I feel so bad right these days. So it's interesting. Well, there's certainly like an option to be a more, more of a, more of a viewer, more of a casual watcher because that like didn't exist until like 10 years ago like 12 years ago maybe right uh -huh. uh, just like wasn't the thing so now, now it is which is pretty cool and yeah people people are aware of what top players do it's very common that people who are at all interested in the competitive side of fighting games will watch what other people do on streams or on youtube or whatever mm -hmm. and they'll get like an idea whereas before you're just kind of coming up with it on your own or maybe like you and your small group of friends or your small scene or whatever would maybe come up with stuff but um, much more now you kind of get an idea of how to play by looking at pro players, sometimes emulating it without like really understanding what mm -hmm. what is being done, but kind of emulating it regardless. So yeah, I, I think the premise of this question is totally right. Um, and I think that the information accessibility has big impacts, absolutely, on 
on everything from you know our our strength in games to how much knowledge is sort of diffused throughout the scene to how easy it is to win versus somebody you don't know and and uh, how easy it is to pick up a new character because you have the ability to watch what somebody mm-hmm. else does with it. A huge, huge impact, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I, I, it's not even a question. Having been someone who lived in a period where, you know, I was telling this story on uh, commentary all weekend long. But, you know, when I played Vampire Savior with my friends, I thought I was all hot shit because... We had no access to Japanese players. Right. We didn't see what they were doing. And most people couldn't beat me until we started finding out that we were all scrubs, you know, like at Vampire Savior. We weren't good at it at all because we just literally had no access to what they were doing. I t- also tell the story, told the story in conjunction with this, that in the UCLA uh, Evo 5v5 for third strike, Mike Watson was playing Yun with Sorai Rengeki. <laughs> Right. <laughs> we didn't even know about Ganagian combos, and then Mester started Ganaging all of us, and we were like, what? And like a lot of people didn't know when Tokido was doing that Yurian thing to Justin that it was literally an unblockable. Like we just thought Justin was getting mixed, but it was like literally an unblockable. And a lot of us didn't know that. You know, that's just how it was back then. It's night and day how fighting games are. And in fact, you know, so much to the point that fighting games are even created differently. Street Fighter V could not exist back in the day because the game almost kind of needs training mode, kind of needs having access to frame data and stuff like that, you know. Well, it doesn't need it, but it certainly makes it a lot faster to learn with that information. And back in the day, we had none of that access. I started writing FAQs because nobody had any of this information. I was one of the only people willing to sit down and write a 200-page CVS2 fact. You know, I mean, that's just how it worked. And then David pretended to read it for five months. <laughs> I never read the CBS2 one. He doesn't read yeah, it. Yeah, I'll just make it funny for not actually reading I read stuff. every book I've ever owned. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. really right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh-huh. rare. It was rare to get stuff like that. Actually, just this past weekend at Cobble Breaker, somebody came up to me and thanked me for writing the Q fact that I wrote in the year 2003 Whoa. or 2004. Yeah, that was amazing. So shout out to whoever that was. Um, much <sighs> But yeah, honestly, totally different situation. And it was it was very common to not that I traveled very often, but when I did to to go to a scene that just like had different ideas and mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. was doing things that like my scene didn't even know about and that I would do things that like their scene didn't know about. And so we would like have this weird, you know, I mean, trading. I of think ideas. it's kind of I think it's kind of great that my like my age range, I can't even say my generation, but my age range is probably like the last group of people that you'll ever be able to like go, yeah, when I played this game when I was a kid, I was the best. And like right. not yeah. actually know because there wasn't any online ranking system or anything like that. So like I still have people around my age will learn that I'm like a fighting game person and they'll go, man, I'll beat you at whatever. And then we play them no, and I, I absolutely smoke them. Honestly, you know, and, and, and then they learn, oh, man, maybe I wasn't good at this thing way back then. I think it's still that way because, I mean, as much as we're involved in it, the FGC is still really niche, right? We've got millions of MK yeah. players. Well, well yeah, yeah, sure. But I can go if – if somebody wants to do that in 10 years for Street Fighter V, they can go like, yeah, I was real good at Street Fighter V. You can say, oh, yeah? What rank were you, bud? 
Oh right, you can't yeah, do yeah. that for the games uh, I'm talking uh, about. People are like, "Oh, it's nice to Street Fighter 2. There's no rake for Street Fighter Two. They no. can say how nice they were, but <laughs> real, realistically, they were just doing jump kick sweep against their brother over and over again. Dude, my block. At my work, someone was like, I was the best at Street Fighter 2. All you had to do was walk up to someone and do hard kick next to them, you know, that double axe kick, and then sweep afterwards, and you can't block it. I was like, what are you, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? What? What? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah that's thing, what I mean. So. Like, that type of level, like, that doesn't, people thought they were good at that level, you know? And you can't, you can't lie about it anymore. There's no way you can lie about it 10 years from now, because people are like, what rank were you? And if you don't know, then you sucked. Dude, and if your this. rank was low, then you sucked. And if you, I guess you could lie about your rank. I mean, whatever. But then if you play someone and they dunk you, you lied yeah. and you sucked. So Basically, it's like, it's, it's yeah. much harder to do. Yeah, you know? for sure. For sure. For sure. Oh, man. But yeah. No, yeah, something the- that I've, I've talked about a few times is how back in Street Fighter 4, when there was a relatively low level player, the way that they would move around the stage was by jumping. You yeah. Know, dashing or jumping, basically. And now in Street Fighter V, a relatively low-level player will do a lot of walking backwards and forwards. And <laughs> that is something... It. Yeah, they just, you know, that's what they I don't they know see why they're doing it. They just see it. They, yeah, that's what they see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They see other people doing that. Exactly. Not really knowing why it is that that happens, that you're trying to, like, be just outside and just inside of the opponent's options to, like, make them overcommit and, you know, whatever. All, all of the footsies reasons... But they see that, and so they, they emulate that. That is now super, super common. Yes. Um, and that's just like a, a clear reason, or a clear, clear result, I should say, of um, more info being spread around. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Which is great. Yeah. No. I mean, they, it's, it's awesome, to, to, to be clear. Awesome. I mean, yeah. More oh, yeah. I mean, the proliferation really of information, because like I said, that was one of my main goals. It's why I wrote the FAQs. It's why I wrote all the articles on, on showrookin.com in the early days. And it's why I do commentary today, right? It's, it's just. Why, it's why we were asked to commentate. Like, in the yes. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. Explicitly. Man, like, hey, you guys know me. the game. Can you do this? I, I was <laughs> definitely put on commentary because people thought I was funny. Wow, that, was the only, that was the only reason. Tobo's funny. Make him get on the mic. That's that's how yeah. it started. I mean, but for although, me, although that didn't start that much later than than we did, it's only a couple years after we started. Even in that period of time, things had changed. Like when we when we were asked to commentate, there wasn't a conception of like this is an entertainment. Yeah, like, it really wasn't. Like Rockefeller yeah. was hilarious, but that's not what we thought that we were at all going to be doing. Right. We, yeah. we, we were asked to just like help people know what's going on yep. and to spread info mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. else kind of came after that yeah i mean they definitely put me on commentary because i was funny looking but you know i mean that's probably what it was so but it you know sh- i think you could have done better with the with the punchline there i, I know i didn't i just just it didn't really kind of work so i was like he's just really <laughs> cementing he's just really cementing he wasn't there for his personality <laughs> <laughs> basically yes basically that's just really what it came down oh, to man. so uh man but they no, asked me no. to be there because i was funny but you know looks aren't everything <laughs> There's like, right yeah, yeah of course of course all right um I anyway didn't, i didn't need to put oh, in that much question. work onto that one so uh all right agree. so but yes absolutely 100 percent. it's so much better everyone always asks you know james you've been around forever what was the golden age and it's now it's not. Yeah. Well, John Rockefeller is in Canada, happily married. I think he is. So he and just living a good life up there. So. Well, I haven't talked with him, but 
he's married at least. I hope it's I hope it's <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair, fair, fair. Uh, okay. All right, let's Still move on. Get the gear. Strive. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna punch through this one because we're God, running that, low on that, time here. That, oh man, that uh emote that Bones just put in the chat like was distracting me. I thought it was my arrow, my cursor, and I was wondering why my cursor was acting so weird on my PC. Well, see, see, James, if you had your 390 hertz monitor, you'd be able to see the frames on that. Pretty much. On that animation, okay. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, there's going to be an update to Guilty Gear Strive. It will be arriving on June the 10th, so about a week and a half at this point. 610, baby. Correct. And while we don't know almost anything about it, I think it'd be fun if we guessed a little bit. We do know a couple things about it. Today, there was a stream. The, what was it, Arc Live stream? Mm-hmm. And they did show a couple of things. So it seemed to me to be that now, if there's a counter hit on 2P, at least Soul can link into stuff after that. So that's cool. Maybe that's a game-wide change. And then also that Gold Lewis can dash cancel out of 5K. Um, as you guys mentioned while we were off stream, that's something that other characters can already do. So this is probably just a character specific change. Um, maybe it means everybody in the game can do it. I don't know, but maybe more likely a character specific. So we're not, we don't have all the info when it comes to things like this. There's going to be the patch notes that will come out two days before. So we'll get an idea of what's going on in, again, almost a week and a half at this point. Yeah, I mean, again, look, if you're just asking predictions, obviously the number one prediction is just going to be Happy Chaos is getting nerfed, right? I mean, like, I just don't even think that that's a question. Yeah, baby! Most people are, I mean, there's a lot of people who are having trouble playing this game right now because Happy Chaos is a hard character to use. But if you fight a Happy Chaos who knows what they're doing, it's just one of the most miserable experiences ever. Kind of, it looks you know. it looks hilarious. It looks so fun to be able to do, and it does seem hard. Okay, RoboCop. <laughs> it, looks, it looks hilarious. Dude. Yeah, like, no, go it, right for that character. I uh, I am a Happy Chaos enjoyer. I hope Happy Chaos stays very strong. Yes, uh, but yeah, I, they're they're gonna get nerfed. They're gonna get nerfed. I mean, I, what, I, I no do. What's the change that you want? Uh, I think like the very easy change is to take away two bullets out of the clip. Take two bullets out of the clip, make him reload more often. I think that's a very easy change to okay. to give the opponent more chances to get in and require Cabby Cast to be smarter with the shots and concentration yeah. and all that stuff. The main the main thing is clearly Arxis underestimated how good people were gonna get at timing exact steady shot into reload into steady shot into reload into steady shot. Like there even if you take two bullets out of the chamber, like He's still gonna be still good, and and if and if it turns out to be too much, you can give him a bullet back later. But I think the first step is taking away two bullets. I mean, honestly, I just think I also would change his two three S starter. This shit where the the oh yeah 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 Uh that scaling it shouldn't be zero on block. That that move shouldn't be zero on block. It should be at least at least negative something so the other opponent can take the turn if Happy Cast fucks up. But it should probably be like negative four or five. You should be able to hit him for for doing it. I think. The thing is, those would be the two changes I would like to see, and then I think you'd probably be all right. 
Yeah, they definitely were trying to design him in a way, like even the clone that he can put out was designed to eat his own life so that even as annoying as he was, he had to throw out clones to reload. And that just isn't the case at all. Like, he doesn't need it to reload, so now the clone just becomes super useful as just being an annoyance tool that you can use every once in a while and surprise people. So really, honestly, like, I wouldn't even mind if his reload animation took a little bit longer, but he was just put into a state in which he can block but can't do anything else you know or something like that the the reloading needs to be a little bit more dangerous than it is right now because right now like i said steady aim shot reload steady aim shot reload i mean there's that one clip of his match against raza where he literally just where umi show just shot him like 10 times in a row to chip him to death, yeah. you know? Also, steady aim maybe shouldn't do guard break, maybe shouldn't do that much chip damage on it, or if they do a system-wide change, so that faultless defense, and this is another change that I really think needs to get into the game, uh, if faultless defense becomes stronger so that it doesn't lose chunks as you're holding it and blocking stuff, I think the uh, it would be a lot easier to fight him. But that is another thing. Most people that I've talked to, so I've ta- most of the pro Guilty Gear players I've talked to have said lower the damage so that it's not just two guesses and I'm dead or even one guess and I'm dead. And two, do something to improve defense like make faultless defense better. Like those are, those are the main things that I hear from people. And I hope that they do both of those. I hope they lower the damage and I really do hope or... Probably the easy I hope word. they raise the damage. Get good. Don't get touched. <laughs> hey, as a hyper fighting player, I get it, dude. As a hyper fighting yeah. player, I get it. If they change that, it won't be by much. I think that's the intention. Right. Yeah, I don't think they're going to change the damage very much. Yeah. If, if they do anything, they'll make it slightly more difficult to get the same damage you get now. Yeah. But I don't think the overall damage changes yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Any well, other specific changes you're gunning for? Honestly, I like Nago how he is. All you have to do is lower his guts. Lower his guts and his starting defense modifier. Technically, he has the most life in the game, more than Potemkin. And he deletes people. And everybody has such a hard time deleting him. I am totally cool leaving Nago exactly as he is. As broken as he is. If you just murder his guts and his uh, and his default defense modifier. And I think that would actually make him a really strong character. A good character without being as broken. Because he just doesn't die. This is the problem. Murder his guts. What a phrase. <laughs> murder his guts uh, all Potem- right yeah any other anything else potemkin needs to be a little bit safer i wouldn't mind having a safe ha- you know hammer fall back uh mega potemkin is fine actually he's one of the weakest characters right now potemkin is fine grapplers he's- should not be good in fighting games i agree i agree but he's That's actually he is fine I actually think he's a little too weak right now, to be honest with you. No so, way. You, dude, he could win a major. Shine Potemkin. Well, maybe not with Karen Happy Chaos. Sean po- Patio. Happy Chaos, he can fight. But uh, Shine Patio, uh, Shine Potemkin used to finish like top three every week in Series E. And towards the end, yeah. he would go like one and two. Like it, it, it's gotten so it's the standard grappler syndrome. Potemkin has a really hard time winning. Again. Elvin Shadow would win plus R every week. And then Strive <laughs> came out and guess what? He doesn't win every week. So you know what? Sometimes the character you've always played just ain't for you anymore. 
<laughs> and that just that just re- shine played a bunch of different characters at combo breaker he so. switched to giovanna yeah th- that's yeah, the problem yeah, I, think, I think you play like three different characters on stream yeah because so. potemkin is actually good. really weak right now so good i, I mean i yeah I, well that's yeah, Pop, not the best out. but I, I think it's fine yeah, I mean, I think he could be a little... I mean, he's still better than he was in Exert, thank God, but still, you know... Yeah, it's, he's not the worst. He's not the worst. <laughs> well, <laughs> what about this? So, DNF Duel has... Uh, there's a little trailer that came out that shows some of the, like, game options that you can do. Yeah. <laughs> game modes, I Well, they've, they've been, they've been like, piecemailing, like, just yeah. throwing out little uh-huh. little two-minute videos of uh, features in the game. Yeah, and right. go ahead, David. Well, I was just going to say that it looks like it just has regular old ranked. That is to say, like, that every fighting game has that's not an Arxis lobby. Mm-hmm. Like, every fighting game has. Even Arxis games, David. Even Arxis games has normal fucking matchmaking. Some of them Pl- do. Exert uh, had it. Yeah. Grand Blue Versus has it. And now DNF has it. When? When, Daisuke? When is it coming to Guilty Gear? <laughs> when? Why is it not in Guilty Gear? Holy shit. I just... It, I'm, thank God for DNF. Thank God for DNF. Who needs you, Dice K? Bring us more DNF, baby. We got ranked matchmaking. Let's go. So there still is the lobby. If you're somebody who likes the lobby system, that was in the betas for DNF Duel. Exactly. You can It'll have both. You can there. have the best of both worlds. Yeah. It can be there. That's that's, that's why the I'm thing, so mad right? about Strive not having it. Right. Because that's you can have problem. both. Is that Ro- Strive did both. not give you the text option. And yes. again, like I said, I'm still a proponent of what they were trying to do. They failed miserably in Strive, 100%. They, they, they did not do it well. I still like what they are trying to do, and I still think people need to keep looking at that option because, like uh, Yuki even said, right, ranked sucks. Like, obviously, for players like you and David, you're kind of in the FGC. You're built for this. But there's a reason why people aren't playing our fighting game and a reason why Strive had a thousand entrants at Combo Breaker, right? Well, well, yeah, but when Yuki was saying she was in casual mode, that's also matchmaking. (laughs) That's also automatic matchmaking. That's all I want. You can have the lobby stuff. You can have the whole lobby system. You can do whatever you want with lobbies. You can have little arcade machines with your little avatar and your cute little (laughs) hats and all that. You can have all that stuff. I want it all. But also just give me normal, traditional, automatic matchmaking against everybody exactly. in the player pool and don't make me go to a room with 30 people and 29 of them are going to fucking dodge me because and, i played and, right and don't that's the other that thing to too me. that's the other thing too fundamentally ranked should have no ability for you to pick your opponent because that defeats the purpose Correct. of ranked and Correct. so that is like i said strive i like what they're doing very poorly implemented i i 100 percent agree with that people i just at, added at combo breaker Despite the lobby system, not because of it. Just, yeah, despite yeah, despite. exactly. Despite it, not Absolutely because of despite. it. Just add it. Just add it. Dice K, put it in. Put it in guilty gear, man. <laughs> yep. yep. Everyone that, will flock to it. That we'll is, all be playing it. That that's what. That's what he K. knows. Big Dice K knows his silly little lobbies are going to be empty soon as they add real matchmaking. And not only that too, but Strive also completely miscalculated the strength of players because floor ten can be anywhere from just being impossible to this person really kind of doesn't know what they're doing. Like they oh, I'm, Celestial's like that too, except for they just happen to win five matches to get the Celestial. Right. Yeah. I've, I've played like, I can't believe how bad you are type players on Celestial right. to Hotashi. Mm-hmm. 
So it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the yeah the, the, they the, did a the, really the, bad job with the judging. You, it's basically you need, yeah, just use master rank, ELO, man. It master works. rank in like if it's the same thing if master rank and Street Fighter started at like two thousand PP all the way up until like twenty thousand PP. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. yeah, exa- yeah, precisely. Yeah, yeah. It's like throwing platinums at masters. All saying that they, uh, several people are saying that they stopped playing Stride because of the lobby. Yeah, I've, we we all know pe- many people who stopped playing Stride because of the lobby. Like, Dude, no one can. I stopped playing Stride because of the lobby. Here's the guy. Here's one of the guys. I, yeah, exactly. I really love that Dude. game. I have so much fun playing that game, and I refuse to play it because I don't want to get dodged. I don't want to sit in the lobby for 45 minutes while people dodge me. Yeah, I don't. Either. I don't want to do it. Sounds bad. Dude, same thing as like freaking KOF. I'd be playing that if my matchmaking worked. Dude, like everyone's always like. There's always one thing getting in the way of stuff. And, you know, it's so funny because as much as people like to shit on Street Fighter V, outside of, you know, the my, my online matches have been, in general, like 90% pretty good. And, like, I've enjoyed... The Street Fighter V online experience is definitely a little bit easier, I think, than almost every other game. Well, I guess that's it for that. Uh, that's that was the DNF dual subject as well. So I guess we can probably just blow through DNF uh, baby. Oh, yeah, coming out morning. 28 days. Let's go. Okay, yeah, the offline and online modes showcase for sure. Yeah, you jumped ahead, David. Let's go to the mailbag. I mean, look, David's just conglomerating, consolidating. He's making sure you know, we're on time. He's that's tired. Like, I see those eyes. I see those eyes. No, I'm, oh, I am we, tired. We're all tired. I, I, yeah, did, did we I, I am too. I'm, 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 I hit my second win. That's why I have energy all of a sudden. Well, well, I well. Am, I am so tired. What, right, what, I'll, be what, what James? I'll be the tiebreaker on the two questions here. Let's okay, see. cool. Do it. We're doing question two at least, and then what's the other one we're doing? Right. <clears throat> oh, Jesus Picking Christ. them on the fly. Oh, holy crap. That holy one is buckets. a brutal question. Holy barf. Holy All buckets. Right, let's do number two first. Let's start with number, number two. Number poo. We are picking from the list of questions that we got. Thanks to everybody who submitted questions for both this and the 5-5. Five five. So, uh, Soul Siphon via Twitter asks, do you have any recommendations for a first-timer at a major fighting game tournament? So this was asked last week, and it's a holdover. So it probably was about combo breaker, but right, you know, sorry, last week, so our bad. Sorry, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, nevertheless, hey, there's other stuff coming up. So, what are your recommendations? Yeah. I mean, I, I say this every time. So, uh, go there and enjoy the atmosphere. Like that's the main thing. Enjoy being immersed in fighting games. Make sure you sit down in a chair and watch some of those top eights with the crowd so that you can feel the energy, the hype and stuff. Don't sweat your result. And if you can, try to get in casuals. Uh, but honestly, enjoy the atmosphere. Uh, Mo, um, I think it was Mena RD had a wonderful tweet, right? I mean, one, what is he looking at? event hubs comments for anyway but like you know someone complimented him and it got downvoted so that it like disappeared and man already was like it's so different like when you're in person you just like every like you just it's a different experience everyone's online yeah everyone's nice you don't get any of this garbage and off online is like you know it's just such a different beast and it's so true most people who go to fighting game events can't even feel like they recognize the fgc because it's such a different 
different atmosphere there. And so that's what I mean. Go there, enjoy it, immerse yourself in it, meet people. And, you know, you'll be able to run into Brian F or, you know, Smug just walking around if they're at the event and stuff like that. You know, obviously respect their time and their privacy and stuff. But like you have these kind of opportunities. Enjoy the environment. Don't sweat your results in the tournaments and make sure you watch some of those top eights live in person because it'll be nothing like you've ever experienced. Yeah, I think that's a good list of things to do for sure. If you're there to play, there's multiple reasons to go, right? If you're there to play, then definitely try out the casuals. And those can be intimidating if you're not used to it. If you're if you ever played in the arcade era, it's very similar to how it used to be, where you just kind of sidle on up. But if that's not something that you experienced, all it is is you walk up and you say, hey, can I get next? Or, hey, can I get winner? And everybody is, that's how, we all know how it works. Like, that, at that point, like, almost never is anybody a jerk about saying no. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just extremely, extremely rare. Um, and, and so, yeah, then you get some games. And maybe you get dunked or maybe not. But, like, also, we're all so used to either of those potential things happening that, like, it's just no sweat off anybody. Like, if... If whoever sits down and asks to play, like, is the best player in the world or is the worst player in the world or whatever, we're all used to those outcomes. So, like, your, your however you are is not going to be, like, something that nobody expects. It's not going to be something that can ca- be cause for embarrassment from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, hang out. And if you're somebody who's there not to play but, but to just hang out, then, yeah, watch a lot of stuff. Um, I do recommend... If it's something like Combo Breaker or CEO or whatever that will have multiple big screens up, sit somewhere where you can watch multiple things. Because it is really, really cool to experience the cool moments of a game that you're not as familiar with in a crowd. Because that those, it's so much easier to know what are the interesting moments for games that you don't know. If you're just watching online... Not that easy sometimes. Maybe the commentators make it sound interesting, but you know we don't always do a great job of that. When, <laughs> Speak for yourself, bud. When it comes to uh, <laughs> to in in person stuff, the crowd is gonna make it very clear, yes. very clear mm-hmm. when something interesting happens, and that can be part of like what makes you then interested in the game. Oh, this was a cool moment. It turns out I'd never seen that kind of thing in this game. Like that's that is a really really big part I think of a multi game FGC major is like making sure that you try to pay attention to multiple games there, yeah, even see, if they're ones you don't know very well. Lord Sajam just came in the chat and said pretty much the same thing here: sit far back I, in the uh, middle or stand in a place where you can see both. Yep, absolutely uh, right, dude. Yep. When I was sitting watching KOF semis i was talking to violent kane and a couple of other guys and they're like everybody can't stop staring at Skullgirls, which was on the big stage right mm. next to it because it's just so bright and colorful you know what i mean like everyone was like i can't stop staring at this game it's just it's really pretty <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> definitely uh, I think, uh, do you have to bring your own stick to play casual games or are there sticks there usually you have to bring your own stick yes. but C-Y-O-C. You, yeah but people will usually let you borrow that's not always the case, though. Like, it's definitely don't don't expect that necessarily. E Y O C. Anyways, I think my best advice for tournaments, if you're new, uh, and I, I mean this in a um, in a, a way, not just for majors, but but for all tournaments, is to do get out of your shell, do things you wouldn't yeah. necessarily normally do. Uh, because maybe somebody drops out of commentary that night who normally does it and they say, Hey, why don't you get on the mic? And then 12 years later, 
you find yourself on Ultra Gen TV. So <laughs> <laughs> do do dope shit when you have the opportunity. And if you want to do dope shit, make the opportunity happen. Because uh, that's the only way it's going to happen. Especially now. Things are real, real hard to break into now uh, compared to 13 years ago. So uh yeah don't don't be afraid don't be afraid to to break out of your shell and, and do stuff maybe you wouldn't normally do or take opportunities to do things that you've always wanted to do i, I think that's that's, good advice. that's if you're getting into the fgc at any level locals monthlies or a major i think that's what you should do run a bracket meet people you know don't don't be afraid to put yourself out there that's I mean, that's just kind of life advice, but it, it really does matter in the FGC if you want to actually be someone. In the <laughs> I know. FGC. I was about to say, I felt like I, I was having a private conversation with Tubo and he was giving me dating advice. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just life advice. Just like, get like, out it there. Really Put yourself to, out there, James. Do it. Depend, do it. Depending on what your goals are, that, that is kind of what you have to do. So, But in yeah, the FGC just, context, just, just stuff. I, know that, I know that that's easier said than done, certainly, but... The thing, one of the things to understand about the fighting game community is that everybody there is just as much of like a nerd as you are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, we're a bunch we're, of fucking dorks. It is, it is not like much of real life, which is like you never know. Like, if somebody feels very differently than you do about stuff, or maybe you don't have any interest, or like, there's nothing to talk about. But that is just not the case at a fighting game event. If you're there, like other people also want Dude. to talk about fighting games. Other people also want to play fighting games yeah. with you. Like they that's why they're there. So <laughs> so one of the one of the main like, oh no, I'm not sure how this is gonna go, things that you might be hung up on, you don't need to be as hung up on because you can be very sure that people will want to talk about games, play games with you, et cetera. One of the things I, I, I just want to tell the story of, because you were talking about the casuals, David. Did you see what they did at the Vampire Savior Station after the tournament was over? They were mm-hmm. on the stage. They were playing best of one. And everybody was lining the back of the, the stage with their joysticks like tokens to know who was going up next. That's and I very th- cool. That was so genius, dude. That is cool. <laughs> it was really, really cool. Oh, man. To Halu, I literally walked up to Rob and called him a nerd several fucking times. He's such a nice guy, you know. He really. Yeah, yeah. Rob would be like, "Yeah, you're right. You got me." Dude, I ran into Rob. And then he just trip on you. I I I walked up to Rob and I met his dad, and his dad's like, "Oh, it's the legend James Chen." And I was like, "What?" His dad was there. His dad was in the salty seat with us Sunday night. I didn't get to talk about this man, but dad called me a legend, and I was like, "What?" He was like, "I've been watching you even before this boy was playing," and I was like, "What?" Like that whole thing was so crazy. Pops was there to to see his son stun on everyone. Yeah. Yeah, Then I told Rob, "Salty seat kicking it with us." Dude, it was funny because like I was talking to Rob, and I was like, "So yeah." I was like hugging him. I'm like, good shit. Go do stuff. And in a couple of hours, you will be my mortal enemy. <laughs> he was like, he was like, all right, I'll, go, I'll have some words for you too. And I was like, all right. But I think he forgot awesome. about me because I'm useless. So that's fine. <laughs> How do you travel okay. with a stick? Very carefully. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, you, you uh, just pack it. You just pack yeah, it. Some people put it in their luggage. Some people carry it around. Some people drill holes in the side and put handles or. Um, or chi- or or, or a lot straps. of sticks, a lot of sticks have shoulder strap like handles on. Yeah, them. some, some people them. will yep. have it in the backpack for their carry on. People will go with the you know the, the 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 snack boxes or the hip boxes which can fit in luggage. Some people will install detachable joysticks so that the joystick can be flat. Yep. Some yep. people will there's create their own joysticks. Yeah, there's a there's lot of different, different ways. ways. Oh, yeah, right. I didn't get to talk about this before we yeah. go. Like okay. by 
my Sunday night was like very poetic with with Combo Breaker because I came into the fighting game scene with Street Fighter, right? And then Sunday night was nothing but Street Fighter players in in St. Cola's uh, suite. So there was like all these people that I know from, you know, like 2009. Oh, dang, yeah. So it was really, really cool just to, you know, chill with Street Fighter players, weirdly enough. (laughs) And uh, play some Street Fighter 4. I got to play 4. Oh, I'm so good at 4. I'm so good at that game. I'm the best. The best there is. The oh, best no, I heard. Is. I heard a story about someone blocking your Blanca Ball cross-up mix-up the first time you tried yeah, it. But, they, so. but that, but that like person lost. <laughs> that person lost, though. Not that game. <laughs> the set. Anyways, next question. <laughs> Let's get to the next question over here. All right, because we're gonna have a commentator cup of just David and Tubo for Street Fighter Four coming up soon. So you know, oh, he doesn't want the heat. So we can settle this out. Subatar says, if prize money is ignored, what is the highest stakes match you have ever watched, commentated, or played in? I mean, the funny thing about that question, I just want to say right away, is one of the most high stakes matches I've ever seen uh, involved money. But the money just didn't mean anything, to be honest with you. And I'm not even sure any of the players were making the money. All the money was between everyone betting on it, which was, of course, Duck versus Sanford, which was like the first ultimate big high stakes money match. I mean, it was a money match that the Evo staff heard about. And they're like, why don't we just like actually play it on the stage and like make it part of Evo? Like it was literally a last second, like it was a that weekend call. And we were like, why don't we just do that? Let's do it. And we did it. And like that money match, like changed the face of like money matches and those kind of exhibitions, in my opinion. And it was such a big deal and really kind of solidified the transition of East Coast of New York becoming Kings of Marvel, you know, and uh, it, it was like the stakes were really high. In the end, of course, everybody hugged and, and, and it was all great and everything like that. But still to this day, one of the most memorable, like actual like exhibition stakes kind of thing. And like I said, I'm not even sure if the players themselves were playing for much of the money. Yeah, I mean, I think all the matches I've seen or taken part in that were high stakes have all been because the money were high stakes. <laughs> so it's really hard to, it's really hard to ignore the, the money part of it. Uh, Cause you know, most people don't like, I've seen some like pink slip matches where like they'll give up a color. They play with that yeah. character or they'll, or they'll put their arcade stick up. If they lose the other person takes your stick. Like I've, I've seen stuff like that. I haven't that. seen yeah. that. Dang. Yeah. 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 You get your Shit. controller taken. You don't get to play anymore. That's mine now. Uh, I've seen stuff like that. I mean, that, that like back in 2011, that was pretty high stakes. Yeah, those oh, arcade stakes were 150 dollars. So, Still high you know. stakes, but very rare. Yeah. That didn't happen very often. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not often, but it, it happened. But yeah, I, I think all the all the all the ones I remember are like the stuff that other people remember that are you know big money. Because even yeah. if it doesn't start with money, it ends with money. <laughs> yeah. It always Float ends toss. with money. Float for toss. fucking degenerate gamblers. It's just how it is. Some colors for characters get associated with players, and sometimes two players are both associated to that color. So they will have a color match where they both play not that color, and whoever wins, the loser can never pick that color again. Yep. That is what a color match is, yeah. Yeah, very high stakes for sure. <laughs> I would say it, it must be Capcom Cup or the various NRS like finals. They've all had different names, whatever, where, you know, there is 
whatever, $100,000 in like who wins or loses the grand finals of that, like literally gets $100,000 more than the other person. Hard to beat that. You know, that is life just yeah. so much money. Yeah, life changing yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, hard to beat that. I would say, I would say for me, I never played anything like that. I'd say for me, the thing that stands out to me is in early SF4 days when I was winning tournaments in SoCal and just some matches I had against players who I knew as like longtime top players who I looked up to and kind of didn't really consider myself as like beyond their level, um, who I beat in tournament matches, including to win tournaments in a couple cases. And those were, those felt like the highest stakes matches that I ever played in. And there wasn't like money on the line. Oh, I guess in the grand finals there was, but it was like 50 bucks or what? Maybe not even that, <laughs> you know, it wasn't about that. It was, it was just feeling like I could compete and especially against people who I had known for years as being top, top level players. So that's, that's my, my take, but yeah, I, um, it's got to be Capcom Cup and the various NRS finals for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. We did it. We did it. And guess what? If you type in exclamation point beyond in the chat or exclamation point DreamHack in the chat, then you can do it too. Download the <laughs> DreamHack <laughs> DreamHack app. The DreamHack. I don't know Dream why they didn't call it that. The it's Dream actually Hack. genius, yeah. Uh-huh. Download the DreamHack app to get DreamHack Beyond Achievements and, and, and earn rules. And. And. And again, once again, to remind everybody, DreamHack Dallas is this weekend. You can still register at smash.gg slash dhdal22, obviously for DreamHack Dallas 22. And you can see over $20,000 in prizes for Guilty Gear Strive, Smash Ultimate, King of Fighters 15, and Super Smash Brothers Melee. That's going to be DreamHack Dallas this weekend, part of the DreamHack beyond uh series that is being put on by tong as uh tubo corrected me earlier <laughs> damn straight um, yeah i mean uh, jimmy Ailey's involved as well also yeah. you can go there and check out james's favorite place which is dealey plaza he he yes, let me yes. tell you how many times james has told me about Dude. how much mm. he loves what 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 happened in dealey plaza back in 1963 yeah, absolutely that, it's, Absolutely, it's, yeah. It's so close to my heart, and like, everything. you agree with it? You're, you're into it. Uh, I'm not gonna say yes or no. <laughs> you're, you've told me many times. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to influence the opinion of people on the stream chat. I need mm. them to develop their own opinion, so they need to go to the Big Delio Plaza. Uh, in Dallas next to DreamHack Dallas to check it out for themselves and form an opinion on themselves because being there in person really changes how you feel about what happened there in 1569. Back in 1963, yeah. For example, uh, James has often thought and put himself into that uh, book depository thinking, you know, the things that guy did in there those were pretty good. It was all right hanging out up there in the book depository in Dallas in 1963. I'm, this is not helping you, I guess. Okay. I think I know what you're talking about. As, maybe as 
as the motorcade approached. As the parade? Okay, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Okay, okay. Got it, got it. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for joining us, everybody. <laughs> uh. All right, that's it. Thanks for hanging out. We're out of here. Have a good weekend. Have Check good out week. the Dealey Plaza if you do go to DreamHack Dallas. And please definitely consider it if you can make uh. it. Obviously, it's very last second. But if you can't make it, keep an eye out for the streams so you can watch all the cool events that take place there. Take care, and we will see you next week. Peace. Bye. Bye.